Blog Talk Radio. I've been watching you for a while, smiling stuff, but I know if I can be with you for the night, alright, is that alright, baby, baby.
I said, this book demonstrates that, that we are not as different as we like to think that we are. So what I'm going to go over real brief right now is what the attributes are of the good black woman. Since she's not on television, we may not recognize her. Okay. Now, the good black woman has seven attributes, and then I'm going to explain to you how to utilize those in your day-to-day -day life. The good black woman has self-discipline, courteousness, cheerfulness, self-respect, intelligence, cleanliness, and love. Now, we've heard those, that terminology. You know, it's like one of those where they tell you, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. What do that mean? You know, how, how can I make that functional in my day-to-day -day life to benefit me as a practice? It sounds like all theory. Where is practicum? What do I do? The good black woman has self-discipline. That's self-control. Let me make that real for you, sisters. We can start with our mouth. The good black woman can control her mouth. She don't have to say everything that comes up. It's okay if he get the last word sometimes. You know. She don't cuss in public. And she works on not cussing in private. She don't tear a man down with her mouth because they can't out-argue her. Can't nobody out-argue her. I have charged that we nag our men too much. We keep our men's head tied up so much with our petty grievances about our personal relationship that he don't have time to think and plan for our future. Because he got to deal with what's going to happen with us every day. You know, it's, it's real life. When the black man come home, he almost has to do a wind test or stick his toe in the door. He don't know what's waiting. He don't know who is in there today. He knows it's a possibility that there's some kind of new monster that he didn't even know about yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, we, we need to not make it like that. We need to not be so vicious with our mouth. You know, men are not petty like that. They're not going to out-argue us. And it has been proven that verbal abuse is just as harmful as physical abuse. So let's not use our mouth to do that to him. The good black woman is courteous. She says, thank you, baby. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate every effort you make. Try harder. I'm going to work with you. Thank you. I know you did your best. Now that's a whole new language. <laughs> but just to say that during the course of the day every day with the man that you're trying to be with or want to be with will make our life easier. We can't get it if we don't give it. We keep wanting them to give us and do something for us that we refuse to do and give to them. It don't work like that. The good black woman has self-respect. She don't have to go out naked just to get the attention of a man. I have sisters all over the country, and they, and they come up to me uh, after the lectures, and they'll be talking to me, and they'll say, well, you know, uh, all he think about is sex. All he think about is my body. I say, why don't you show him something else? <laughs> and then here's the really good one. They'll come up and they'll have um, uh, uh, a weave, 
They have on false eyelashes, another whole face, false fingernails, and all of that. And then they'll say, but I'm looking for a real man. woman can pull a dress down without thinking that it devalues her. She doesn't have to use her body because she has so many other good attributes about herself to get the attention of a man. We can take the sisters, the sisters in a position to take all of the charge uh, and sexual energy out of the black community by just dressing differently. We have the power and control over that. That don't stop you from being beautiful. That don't stop you from getting a man. And it certainly puts things on the right perspective so some other judgments can be made other than physical. Don't take no knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to have a sexual reaction. That's the most base. We spend less time doing that than anything else we do. Doing that than anything else we do. So, you know, that doesn't always have to be the forefront issue. We know we are capable of that. The good black woman has intelligence meaning that she knows how to behave properly in the streets. She's not in the wrong place. Some of our women don't know what else to do other than go to the bar. They need some activities. Some of our women thinking that staying home on the weekend is some kind of sin. Some of our women think that if they don't have a new outfit to wear every day that they go self-destruct. You know, we, we have a lot of just that kind of nonsense going. Uh, every time we buy new outfits and clothes or whatever, all we're doing is sending money out of our community. We don't own no clothing store. If the white man closed the shoe factory, we'd all be here barefooted tonight. We don't own no shoe factory. You know, very base things that we don't own that we put our money into and demand we have to have them. A lot of times our men look at us and know that he ain't never going to be able to make enough money to give us all of the things we say we want. And don't no man want to be with no woman who he constantly got to deny her the things that she says she wants. And that represents failure to him, to have to always, you know, not be able to provide us for what we ask for. One of the ways we can do that is to start being satisfied with less. You know, the good black woman is clean. Now, that's a hard one. The good black woman tried to keep the house clean. Good black woman is clean by her own body. You know, a lot of those things we kind of take for granted, but all of our people don't know about that. There are people who are angry with me because I even describe the fact that some of us as sisters are, are, don't have the proper personal hygiene as if that don't exist. We have too much falsehood and pretense going about our condition. Everybody that's dressed up ain't clean. condition in the light of truth. Start reacting emotionally and pretending that just because we don't want to, one of the most difficult things that I deal with out here is trying to teach our people the difference between an actual fact and an opinion. Our people think that they can accept or reject truth based on how they feel about it. Your feelings don't change the truth. The truth is just going to be there. You can feel any kind of way you want to feel about it. Those are just, those kind of emotions have kept us from growing. 
Because anything we don't like, we just reject that and say, well, I don't believe that. That don't mean that it's not the truth. It just makes you a disbeliever. The good black woman uh, practices non-possessive loving. Now, y'all know that's a hard one. Now, envy is wanting what someone else has. And jealousy, of course, is just selfishness. Uh, non-possessive loving is not an easy one for us to practice. And, uh, of course, I have a lot of sisters and some brothers who are in disagreement with me saying that. But the actual fact is that our men are outnumbered about five to one. And nature is going to require that the men take responsibility for more than one woman and her children. Most of our men have children by more than one woman anyway. So I don't know why that was such a surprise, allegedly, when I said that. The black man has not been waiting on me to tell him he could have more than one woman. I'm in agreement with the rest of y'all. I don't think he should do that, but I fell like you did. There are some things perhaps about the nature of our man that we have been given some definitions about that are not true. There are some things he can do that we call him a dog. We do not have the same capabilities as a man. I am not talking about fornication and adultery. That's something else. I'm talking about actual responsibility of fatherhood and husbandhood of another family. That's quite different from fornication and adultery. We don't have the same capabilities of them. That's right. A man can have two homes, two sets of in-laws. He can eat dinner at two houses, two sets of children, two garages, two separate sets of friends attached to that woman. He can have all of that. We can't do that. We can't cook dinner at two houses. We can't sleep with one man four nights a week and another one three. Ain't no man going to agree with that. We can't have one set of children we leave in one place and go and stay in another place and take care of another set. It doesn't work for us. Now that does not mean that we can't have sex with more than one man. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just taking responsibility for your children. Now, certainly every man can't take financial responsibility for all of his children. He can do something. But a man who is spending time with a child is going to do something for it. Because then they'll find out what we have since we've been taking care of them by ourselves. You don't like to always say, no, I can't do it. No, I ain't got it. So they, the children will make you get it up. You spend some time with it. You know, that, that's an important thing. Uh, the effectiveness of the principles that I just described their usefulness has not diminished just because modern opinion has changed about them. There is not a black man in this room who does not still enjoy it if his woman bake him a cake. While our young daughters are being raised and taught that that's old style and that's out of fashion. We are not making those rules. Somebody else is and they're imposing them on us and making us think that we have to qualify under them. I tell the brothers, just like I tell the sisters, if you have a woman that you've been working with for months or years and uh, you can't get that woman to get in agreement with your program, then get rid of her and get another one. 
and I tell the sisters the same thing. If you're with a man you can't agree with, don't make his life miserable. Get with a man you can agree with. But we spend too much time living in hell with each other. We spend too much time tearing each other down, trying to make the other person do different or function different. If you want somebody to change, first change yourself. We set the example. We are the teacher. We are the mother. We set the example.
Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Law. Put on the mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, be ye perfect, you'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is, this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can. I know how. I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it. Because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If your subconscious keeps making you make mistakes, it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G-O-D right now. I am master, able, and noble right now. That's your prayer. For transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you, supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean, not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, 
I, I can't. I, 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 I ain't. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book. Write them numbers down. <laughs> and, and, and carried them to the window. Wait a minute. I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money because a penny is money and he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What is you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life? Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. Yeah. I'm sick. It's okey-doke. I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> Quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. It's the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. See? A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for when you stop listening to your own truth. Take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only. By desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. Psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you. Not God. You have to have it in here. 
If you want to be a servant, it, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and find out you might be 25 feet tall. That's a Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. There will be days where you will ask yourself, where is all this going? What is the purpose? What is my purpose? In high school, I thought I'd discover my life's purpose when I could answer that age-old question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Nope. In college, I thought I would discover it when I could answer, what's your major? Not quite. I thought that maybe I'd discover it when I found a good job. Then I thought I just needed to get a few promotions. That didn't work either. I kept convincing myself that it was just over the horizon, around the next corner. Nothing worked, and it was really tearing me apart. Part of me kept pushing ahead to the next achievement, and the other part kept asking, is this all there is? I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're gonna find your sense of completion. I realized one night in LA that the purpose of my life had always been to free people from concern. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. When you work towards something greater than yourself, you find meaning, you find purpose. When you keep people at the center of what you do, it can have an enormous impact. All life is interrelated. We are all bound together into a single garment of destiny. But under the sky, under the heaven, man, there is but one family. It just so happened, man, that people are different. That's the only thing that's important, really. Letting each other know we're here. Reminding each other that we're part of a larger self. Deep inside of you lives a hero who wants to do something great with your life, who wants to inspire other people, who wants to do creative work, who wants to change the world. Maybe you're so numbed out that you've forgotten who you truly are. The fact that you are alive today means there is a mighty call on your life to do something with the rest of your life. When you're convinced that your cause is right, have the courage to take a stand. Use your minds and hands and your hearts to build something bigger than yourselves. If you see a problem or an injustice, recognize that no one will fix it but you. A change in the world that seems so clear that you are sure someone else is going to do it, but they're not. You will.
Ideas don't come out fully formed. They only become clear as you work on them. You just have to get started. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. I want to do good. I want the world to be better because I was here. I want my life, I want my, my work, I want it to mean something. If you are not making someone else's life better, then you're wasting your time. When you wake up in the morning and your life means something to somebody other than you, that you have a purpose, if you don't go do the things that you're going to do, people's lives will suffer. To live in service, not to you, but to live in service to humanity, to live in service to your family, to your church, to your city, to your country, to the world, that is the purest form of joy. Tear down that mirror that makes you always look at yourself and you will be able to look beyond that mirror and you will see the millions of people that need your help. Reaching out and helping people will bring you more satisfaction than anything else you've ever done. Measure your impact on humanity not in lives, but in the lives you touch. Not in popularity, but in the people you serve. There is so much out there conspiring to make you cynical. People will try to convince you that you should keep your empathy out of your career. Don't let that noise knock you off course. I found that my life got bigger when I stopped caring what other people thought about me. Yours will too. Stay focused on what really matters. When I look around, I always learn something, and that is to be always yourself and to express yourself, to have faith in yourself, to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly. That, my friend, is very hard to do. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. You will only ever have two choices, love or fear. Choose love and don't ever let fear turn you against your playful heart. Many things can contribute to our not approving our dreams, our not feeling good enough. A lot of things can contribute to that. Many of us never live up to our potential or don't approve ourselves because we never had anybody to believe in us. Looking at some of the things that keep us from approving ourselves, that we've all done some things that we don't feel good about. Things that if we had to do those things over again, we would not do those things. Or we would do things differently. So part of what we must do in order to begin to move into your greatness, you got to remove a major energy block. And that is dealing with the issue of forgiveness. People that have hurt you, someone who's done you wrong, make a list and things that you have done that you, you feel bad about, that you regret, make a list. Maybe 
A time when you weren't a good father, a good mother, a good brother, a sister, or you, you were a bad child, or you didn't do a good job, or you lied, or you were dishonest, or you stole. No one knows this but you, or something you feel good about, so you know, there's a real dog in me to do that. Something you just really regret. So we make a list of all those things. All of us have some of that. Somebody said there's some good in the worst of us and some bad in the best of us. So none of us escape. Now here's something I want you to do. I want you to become involved in an active process to get some clutter out of your life. So if there's any area in your life that you need to clean up, there's some people who's cluttering up your life. They serve no purpose whatsoever. They're just holding and occupying the space that somebody useful, positive, nurturing, and contributing could be holding that space. You don't even have time to look to see what else is out there because you all have all of these people surrounding you that's not in enabling you to grow. So look at what is it I need to get out of my life. Just start cleaning this stuff out. See, whatever you have in your environment is a reflection of your consciousness. So you got all that chaos there. That represents some disorganized, cluttered section of your mind. So let's get all that out of there, all right? Work to get that out. Clean that up. Anybody that you feel very strongly about, have some negative feelings about, let's look at some good reasons to forgive them. Number one, you must try and see what has happened or see things from that other person's point of view. Let's look at it from their point of view. That's, that's one area. That's number one. Then number two, holding a grudge hurts you. It doesn't hurt them. So just for good health and peace of mind, let it go. Any feeling of resentment or anger or hatred is called to me the load of bitterness within. Every thought that we entertain produces a chemical in our brain that impacts the body's immune system. And besides, this person you're hating, they probably are not even aware of it. Don't even know you're really hating them. You've turned up the steam. Gone from dislike to hate, intense hate. And here you are killing yourself, making yourself vulnerable to various types of illnesses, putting yourself in bad health. And I say that person is not worth your sacrificing your health or one minute of peace of mind. One minute of anger robs you of 60 seconds of happiness. So decide it doesn't matter. Let it go and experience the dignity and the magnanimous sense of character of being big enough to move on and get on with your life. Letting it go so you can grow. See, we, all of us have greatness within us. But when you don't come to grips with your greatness and you don't work to develop it, if you're not seeking it out, if you're not finding where it is, if you're not trying to locate it, if you're not experimenting with your life to try and find out what fits for you, I'm saying that you're positioning yourself to be a miserable person, an unfulfilled person. How else do we do it? Procrastination. We just put things off over and over and over again. Why? Because we haven't accepted it. We don't feel deserving. We don't feel that we're good enough. So we sabotage ourselves by not ever taking care of business. We get real busy doing a lot of things where we don't have any time. We start doing so many things, we just give our time away until we don't have any time for ourselves or any time to do the things that we want to do. And every time you put it off and move it back, oh, I'll do it one day, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it. I'm saying to you, 
that one day you look around and there goes a year, there goes two years, there goes three years. So is there something you want to do? Do it now. Do it right now. Don't put it off. Start right now where you are. There will never be a perfect ideal time. Whatever you have going for you right now, that's enough. Work on that idea. Work on it. Work on it. Work on it. Watch out with the relationships you have. What kind of person are you becoming because of the relationships that you have right now? Do those people contribute to you? Do they help you grow and develop yourself? What kind of person are you becoming? People who have not accepted greatness for themselves, these people don't study, ladies and gentlemen. These people don't study. They don't have time for personal growth and development. They don't have time to work on their minds. No, they don't have time for that. Too busy for that. To determine the height of your self-approval, it's important that you evaluate yourself because you know you quite well, but it's almost impossible to do it totally by yourself. You must get some caring feedback. Find somebody close enough to you that has observed you or been around you that you value their opinion and ask them how do they see you? How do they rate you in terms of your self-esteem? And then compare what you have with what they say. See, there are things many times that people can see in us that we can't see because it's a blind spot. When someone pays you a compliment, can you handle it well? Can you handle compliments well? That's a good barometer about your self-esteem. Can you handle criticism well? Can you give criticism? What are your expectations? What do you expect to get from life? What do you expect to get from your business? What do you expect to get from your relationships? What is your ideal day? What is it that you expect from this experience, this trip, this journey that you're involved in? People that that have a strong sense of self-approval, they have high expectations for themselves and from life and from others. See, a lot of people don't expect much from life. So they don't shoot for much. They're not preparing for much. A lot of people are just showing up in life. A lot of people just get up in the morning and they go through the day, they go to the job just to pull a check down watching the clock coming in. So you want to be a different kind of person as you forward your life. You want to get something out of this. If you're going to do it, it's worth your time, your energy. You've got some expectations from this. So examine your expectations versus your wishes. Some people wish they could do better. But some people expect to do better. Where are you on that? And love yourself. Make caring for you the highest priority in your life. Take care of you. Look out for what truly satisfies you. We're not taught to love ourselves. We're not taught to look out for ourselves. We're not taught to take care of ourselves, to become sensitive to our wants, to our needs, our, our desires. So make a conscious effort. Make you number one priority. Your peace of mind, your health is more important than your family and any and everybody. Because if you don't have peace of mind, if you don't have your health, you can't serve anybody. Don't neglect yourself. A lot of us, and particularly ladies, have been groomed to be sacrificial lambs putting their dreams on the back burner in deference to their children's dreams or their husband's dreams or their family's dreams and forget about themselves. Then become resentful and angry and bitter. So start taking care of yourself, looking out for you. Develop a health plan. Your health is all you got. 
So start taking care of you. Eating nutritious meals, willing to exercise your body, taking care of this body, loving yourself. So do some good stuff for yourself on purpose. Take some time out for you. You can't develop and manifest your greatness. You can't be a high achiever if you don't feel good. You don't take care of yourself. It takes the edge off your life. It helps you to manage things rather than allowing them to manage you. Gives you more personal power to deal with stuff. Take care of you. Now here's something else I suggest for you. Become aware of what your needs are and develop compassion towards yourself despite your human defects. Develop compassion for yourself despite your human defects. You will never be perfect. Hello? You will never be perfect. You're human. You've made a lot of mistakes. You've done a lot of dumb, stupid things. Guess what? You're not through yet. You've got to learn to be gentle with yourself. Make it all right. What you don't know, the mistakes that you make. It's okay. Handle it. Learn from the experience. Decide that you are going to whatever you become involved in to be up front, to be true to yourself. Are you getting what you need out of it? And be up front with people and tell them what you need from them. Don't assume that they know. Don't say, I thought you knew. No, tell people up front, here's what I need from this in order for this to work for me. Be up front with your stuff. Tell them up front so they're not surprised later on. So your feelings aren't hurt later on. See, if they tell you up front they can't do it, now you know you can keep on stepping. But tell people up front, here's what I want. In order for me to play this game with you, if we're going to dance, this is what i got to get out of it. See, if you don't take care of your needs, guess what? You will always have that nagging song in the back of your mind say, well, when do I get mine? See, we're taught to be quiet and not speak up for ourselves. Not to be selfish. If you don't take care of you, who do you think is going to take care of you? Who's going to look out for you better than you will? No one. No one's going to do that. You got a business? No one's going to take care of your business better than you. Nobody. Nobody. Anything you want to do in life, you've got to take ownership of it. And say, hey, I'm going to make this happen. Be willing to venture out and do something that you have fantasized about doing. And you know you probably won't be good at it, but do it anyhow. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Twerk. Good, I want to see you twerk. I throw a little money at the twerk. I don't really think you can twerk. Twerk. If you broke, go to work. Make that big booty twerk. Make that big booty twerk. Can I touch that booty? That booty? That big old booty? Shake that booty? Can I lay on them booty? Mike Tyson on them booty? Copyright that booty? 
Bounce that boot on the floor. Shit. Shake till you get a little soft. Shit. Show me your mama made a hoe. Shit. Shit. Go on here, get a little low. Shit. Shake that boot in the car. Shit. Shake that boot in the stuff. Shit. Shit. Pop it, stop it, drop it, pop it. If I hit a Lexus guy, I'm a motherfucking rocket. I ain't got no fucking heart. I can't be loyal to you, whore. You want her from the start. Twerk. Good, I wanna see you twerk. I throw a little money to twerk. I don't really think you can twerk. Twerk. If you broke, go to work. Make that big booty twerk. Make that big booty twerk. Can I touch that booty? That booty. That big old booty. Shake that booty. Can I lay on them booty? Mike Tyson on them booty. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. 
It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key, my key. People that's awake and there's people asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. True. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that. People are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down, and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, have you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good. What tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They're moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. 
Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. So that's another... That's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty. They can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior, mm. whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now, even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I'll guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hands. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this smile. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. And he said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've had to, you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I, when I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why is that is because you were you, you were gravitating above the root shock. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right, all right. What's happening? What's happening? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the bottom line. Happy New Year. Happy New Fiscal Year. You're sitting right here on the bottom line, the new Evolution Radio Network. Call the numbers 347-989-0194. If you want to get in the car line and holla at me. You know where I'm at. So what's going on tonight? We got a lot to talk about tonight. It's a new year. Hopefully y'all have uh, settled in quite nicely and have begun to work on your 
I hate to call them resolutions, right, because we all know what we need to work on going into the new year. Everybody knows what they need to work on. Everybody knows what, you know, they want to improve in their life. We we had a very successful money ritual um, this past Monday at the Rich Carlton, and we do it every year. And we do it with the intention of bringing more abundance and more things into our life that we want to manifest, right, positively. Hopefully, that's what you're manifesting. So, you know, um, with that being said, you, you know, we, we we always get on this subject of commerce because commerce rules everything. I mean, that's what makes the world go round. And funny because one of the things that people always ask for when they're doing their ritual is more money. Y'all feel me? Niggas, they ask you for more money, right? I mean, that, that, that's pretty much what most people want. It's more money. Now, I want to implore y'all to, to begin to think about what money really and truly is, right? Because, you know, money starts with your mind, right? And, and, and I know that, that's such a cliche thing for me to say, but it is true, right? Money starts in your mind. It, it, it begins in your mind. Because it's a it, before it even becomes a material thing, right? So it, it's used for goods and services, right? So in your mind, you say, "I need to go get something. I need to buy something, right?" And you know, in order to buy things, you have to do some type of work to get them, right? Because a, a workman is worthy of his hire. So you do your your labor, whatever that labor is. And they, and they pay you in these things that we call Federal Reserve notes, right? We call it money. Now, I'm going to read the definition of money here. Um, let's kick it down just a notch for me. Okay. Now, I'm going to read the definition of money because I think a lot of people, odd reason, we don't look at definitions. So let, let, let's just read it, right? Money. Something generally accepted as a medium of exchange, right? A measure of value or a means of payment, such as officially coined or stamped metal currency, right? Money of account, right? Now, I've talked about this before. If you don't know what money of account is, it is a denominator of value, okay? Or basis of exchange, okay, which is used in keeping account. This is your bookkeeping. Okay? Now, it, it has to be pretty abundantly clear when we're talking about money. That money is not just the shit that they pay you um, when you go to the bank. It's not the green paper. It's not just that. If you want to even call that money. Okay? Now, money can also be considered paper money, according to the definition. Handed. The, handed by the bank teller, right? A lot of money, so they call that money. That's the well, <laughs> they giving us the uh, what they call those the um, it's like the the pretext definitions, right? Um, let's go to another one. 
see what Investopedia says about money. Now, according to Investopedia, money is an officially issued legal tender that typically consists of notes and coins. I want y'all to get that. Notes, okay? Promissory notes, okay? And coins. So money is the circulating medium of exchange as defined by the government. Remember, your government defines what money is. So money is often synonymous with cash and includes various instruments such as checks. Now, for a very, very long time in this country, people were using gold and silver as a medium of exchange. Okay. Do you realize that this is what most people, okay, people used to trade seashells. We At one point in time in our history, we traded seashells with each other. Why? Because it was a medium of exchange for us. It allowed us to be able to exchange currency with each other, right? And then niggas said, you know what? We can't keep carrying all these goddamn seashells around. We got to figure something else out. Now, nobody wants to carry a brick of gold on them, right? So you should be able to go to the Federal Reserve and you could get you, right, a Federal Reserve note that was backed by gold, right? And this essentially, in our society, is, you know, you got to look at the Federal Reserve Act, but this is where these things began. So we're going to look at these things tonight. It's very, very important because I know we've talked about money uh, maybe shit, 10, 15 times, what, over the years? Right, so we've always gone into what money is, but most people don't understand what they're getting paid. And we started breaking this down the other day because if you were to convert your money, your dollars that you get paid, right? If you was to convert those dollars that you get paid into gold, right, by how you get paid, right, by how much the ounce is right now, it would be a substantially and I mean a substantially greater amount for you to claim. So we're going to go into this tonight. we got a lot of shit to talk about. i got a lot of information to pull. We'll be back right after these messages. It's the New Year's 2019. we got a lot of new things this year we're going to be teaching. I've recently had the opportunity to um, speak to the fellas. And um, you know, we are going to be teaching a lot of new information. This passport information, unfortunately, we're not giving it out like that at the seminar. So you will have to pay for that. And if you want that service, that service is 5Gs. Uh, I do it. Jonah does it. I can does it. You can go to any of us and get it done. Uh, but it's a pretty important process. And a lot of people uh, having that information will fuck it up, right? Just like people started messing up other things. So. We're trying to keep things a little closer-knit this year so people don't mess stuff up, right, so that we can be more fluent. That being said, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and dive into this information. The call line's wide open. You want to holler at me, get yourself in the call lines. We'll be right back after these messages right here on the bottom line. Peace to the gods. On this. But I want to ask you here, because I think this is a question that comes up a lot, especially when it comes to talking about the soul and what yes. role the actual soul plays with us. 
You know, we have the mind, the body, and some yeah. would say the soul and the connection that it plays in our transformation as becoming gods and goddesses yes. walking on this earth. What is that connection between the soul, and, and, and what do we need that for in our transformation? The soul is all there really is. Everything else is a projection of the soul. And this particular soul, when it starts to wake itself up, which is a sun, S-U-N-S-O-N. Right. You see what I'm saying? A star. Every man, every woman is a star. Whenever it starts to wake itself up, it, it, it does various things. Some souls are still asleep. So, therefore, in place of it, the ego exists and su- supposes itself to be the individual. That's most people. But then, but then when the soul starts to wake up, it starts to send signals to the consciousness to remember itself. So you start reading, you start studying, and you start, you know, going into this particular consciousness. Now, there's several distractions in there because when the soul is trying to do it, the ego is still involved, and it's a hard process because you can get distracted again, which means the ego can go, hey, this soul is waking up, but I still love it. I want to be, I want to exist. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a part of this knowledge that ultimately will wake this soul up, and I'm going to have this person get locked in one of the areas of the knowledge. And it will suppose itself it's being knowledge, but because it is locked into one area, that's nothing but a form of ego. Mm-hmm. That's why they say master nothing. That's so the story goes in the, in the, in the Holy Grail. They got a, 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 a knight called Parzival. Parzival is a knight who was raised in the country by his mother. His father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, it's a horror story, basically. The father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother said, I don't want him to be no knight. So she raises him way in the woods. And he plays with nature and everything. And so one day, he's out there in the woods, and he sees a shining knight in a silver shining suit. And he said, oh, my God, that's God. So he runs and tells his mom, he runs and tells his mama, say, Mom, I want to be a knight. And she almost faints. But she knows he's getting to be 18 now, and she can't hold him forever. So she has one of these plans. She takes him and, and shows him up a court gesture's uniform and says, this is the uniform of a knight. So her plan is when he comes there looking like a clown at King Arthur's court, they, they will laugh him out of the court, and he will run back home and never want to be a knight again. So he rides off to King Arthur's court. As soon as he rides off, she falls off dead. And the reason why she falls out dead because when you're on this bridge, if you try to go backwards, you fall, fall, fall. You can never go backwards. You can never go home. So now, so what happens here is he gets to the court, night's court, and they are laughing and laughing and laughing at him with his court just in such a ridiculous outfit till it gets the ear of King Arthur. Thus, he he's able to go into... It works the opposite. He's able to go right in front of King Arthur because of this funny outfit. And later on, he ends up becoming a knight. But all of the, this is now this is the key. All of the knights were proficient and masters, but they were always masters at one discipline. Right. Which means that you're still locked in a box. Whereas Parzival, because he was not raised into knighthood and came from humble origins. 
He was able to get the Holy Grail when the other ones were not able to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is, i.e., his own soul and rise to the God level. That's what the mystery is. He is able to get the Holy Grail for the simple fact that by him not mastering the discipline, he was able to ride through all of the disciplines. You see what I'm saying? And get the, and, and, and get the, his own soul. So mastering, you master something, but if you master one section, you're only inflating your ego. By him being the divine fool, which is the tarot card, it's called the fool. And it is the only tarot card that can be used throughout the entire deck. It masters all. So that's what the humility is. So in so many words, you have to trick the ego to keep letting you go. So to give me an example. Um, back in 08, back in 98, I, I produced my dark side lectures and started explaining all this stuff based on the dark side. Right. Now, I became famous with it, but I could have used it as a theology and said, that's what I'm an expert at, and that's all I'm going to do. Right. And I would have got stuck. Hell, I'm talking about fucking archangels now <laughs> in the relationship. So you never get stuck. You never turn anything into a theology. And that is the reason why most of these systems that people initiate in, they're never going to work because they are only a fragment of something. And ultimately, the ego can latch on to that. So in so many words, the soul sends this particular information so it can get to know itself, so it can remember who it is. You see what I'm saying? But the ego is there for a distraction. But the soul is all there really is. And it's an entire maze between the soul and you. And, and you. And so what you have to ultimately do is to surrender and give up and say, I don't exist. So what I had to do is I had to get rid of Bobby Hemmings. Right. You see, and all that was dear to me, you see. That way you can eliminate the possibility of the ego latching on. Bobby Hemmings ain't around now for the ego to latch on. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no goddamn scruples. <laughs> None. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Welcome to NaturalistHerbs.com. Treat yourself to the luxury of nature. Coming soon, 100% natural shea butter, natural moisturizer, just for the skin. Come get a health reading and find out exactly what your body is missing. Then check out the herbal elixirs that will get your body back to its optimal level. While you're at naturalherbs.com, get your fill of any one of the natural herbal elixir teas. They have from 1 to 10 to target specific organs and areas of your temple. For your blood. Lungs and respiratory system, male and female organs, digestive tract, skin purification, chakras, rejuvenation of brain cells, respiratory system, bone and muscle detox. Experience the power of healing at naturalherbs.com. Get your 
organic Irish sea moss at naturalherbs.com. Get the most out of your body from naturalherbs.com. You have to fight the constant attacks being waged against your temple. Free shipping on orders $25 or more. While you're at it, go over to MakeMoreCommerce.com and check out the packages they have to provide you with remedy. That's M-A-K-E-M-O-O-R-C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E.com. Go check it out right now. NaturalHerbs.com All right, all right, all right, all right, peace to the gods. Welcome back to the show. Tonight we're talking about real money. How are you being paid? All right, so before we went to the break, I was you know, kind of going into some of this gold and silver, but let's really look at it, you know, for what it is. And let's take a look at the Constitution. I want to direct your attention to Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Okay, and it says that this, this, this is the federal constitution, all right? I want you to see what it says. It says that no state, okay? We'll go back and look at the state in a second. But it says that no state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation, grant letters of marquee in reprisal, coin money, emit bills of credit, Make anything but gold and silver coins a tender in payment of debt and pass any bill of attainment, ex post facto law, or law impairing the obligation of contract, or grant any title of nobility. So you see, according to Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, your state can't even make Anything besides gold and silver. So I have to ask you, and, and, and you know, we really got to think about this, right? Because, you know, we know that the Federal Reserve is not federal. They're no more federal than, I don't know, Federal Express. So if we're using the money that they create, right? Which through an act of Congress has been granted that you can use the money. What do you think that makes you? Does that make you some kind of agent when, when you use this this fiat? Okay. Now I want to read something to you. This is coming out of Forbes. Okay. It says that in 2011. State of Utah, and I, I touched on this last week very briefly. Okay. It says in 2011, the state of Utah passed a law banning taxes on the use of gold and silver coin and currency, okay, and permitting residents to remit state taxes in these coins. Right, big deal, you might say. It's already in the Constitution. It says, "Quote: No state shall make." Anything but gold and silver coins Attending payment of debt Now Oklahoma Has also done the same thing Right something similar Confirming that 
transactions taking place in gold and silver are free from state taxes on the exchange medium. Now, currently in federal law, if you buy things with gold, for example, you have to declare as taxable if you're a U.S. citizen, right, the gain on any market appreciation of the gold you used to make the purchase. Now, they want you to pay taxes on what you make off your gold. Actually, it's not real federal law. It's just a piece of what they call administrative law. Isn't that interesting? Federal law is administrative law. Now, the poor relation of real law, which an agency like the Internal Revenue Service came up with outside of the congressional and judicial process. You understand? Why do you think we tell y'all to do administrative processes when you're doing your process? Even these people know it. They know what it is. Now, if you look at real law, statutes signed by the president and Supreme Court cases, right, from over the centuries, it has been affirmed time and time again that the federal government must consider gold and silver coins and their own paper notes as dollars as denominated one and at the and the same. So, you know, for a long time we held a lot of Russia actually we still do. We hold a lot of Russia's supposed gold. Right? Russia asked to see their gold, we told them no. Can't see that shit, baby. We hold it. Right? That's like you asking Pookie, right? Because you trust Pookie because you grew up with Pookie, right? But that's like you asking Pookie, hey, Pookie, let me hold on, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, that, excuse me. That's like you telling Pookie, hey, Pookie, hold, hold on to this to this gold bar for me, dog. I trust you. I'm going to come back and get that in like five years, but I'm going to come every year just to make sure it's still here, right? Pookie say, all right, cool, bro, no problem, right? No problem. So then you show up first year, Pookie lets you see it. You know your gold is there, right? Second year, you show up, Pookie lets you see it. You know your gold is there. Cool. Pookie still got my gold. He let me see it. Third year, you show up. Pookie say, nah, man, you know, um, your gold is here, but I, I can't let you see it right now, man. We got some stuff going on down there. We doing some transitioning. I can't let you see that, right? So you say, all right, Pookie, I trust you, but. I'm going to come back next year. So you come back to fourth year. Pookie, can I see my gold? Not, nah, bro. You, you can't see your gold. But we still got it, though. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to write you a note saying that your gold is here because everybody trusts us anyway. My my word is good. All the homies in the hood know me. I'm holding everybody's shit anyway. I'm good. I'm going to write you a note say your gold here, right? So then the fifth year, come back, come around, you tight because you ain't seen your gold now in two years. Where the fuck is my gold, right? This is what you're asking yourself as a state. Remember, Russia is a state. So as a state, you're asking yourself, man, where's my gold, man? But these things they gave me a certificate saying that I had gold. So finally, you're like, man, let me see my gold. I need to see that it's there. I don't care how many pieces of paper that you write me. I want to know my money is available to me. You see? So for a very long time in our country, we have held not only the gold of the people, but the gold of everybody else. And I, I say we, but we the people. You know, the Treasury Department, for a bit of advice, 
We truly are responsible for what these people do, but they are our servants. Isn't that interesting? So, under Article 1, Section 10, only the federal government has been allowed to coin currency. So then that draws me to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. Okay? Now, the Federal Reserve Act which was in an Enacted December the 23rd, 1913, right, as an act of Congress. This act created the Federal Reserve System, right, the central banking system. Now, before this, we didn't have a central bank. We didn't need one. Why do you need a central bank? See, a central bank, right, is an institution that manages a state currency. Okay? They usually oversee the whole commercial banking system. You understand? Now, in contrast to a commercial bank, a central bank possesses a monopoly on the increasing monetary base in the state and usually also prints the national currency. So, when we decided to have a central bank, we decided technically or under the state, right? Because remember, the state gave up their sovereignty to the federal government. They, they, said, they said, listen, we're going to allow you to manage for us. 14th Amendment, they coined currency and they classify people as U.S. citizens. Now, the Federal Reserve Act created a central banking system, right? In which the authority to issue Federal Reserve notes, commonly known as U.S. dollars, is legal tender. Now, a Federal Reserve note, okay, a note is, is exactly what it sounds like, y'all. It's a promise. It's a promise to pay. It means I'm going to pay you one day. Okay? The Federal Reserve notes, also United States bank notes or U.S. bank notes, are the bank notes currently used in the United States of America. Now, denominated in the United States dollars, Federal Reserve notes are printed by the United States Bureau of Engraving and Printing. Okay? On paper made by Crane and Company of Dalton, Massachusetts. Okay? Federal Reserve bank notes are the only type of U.S. banknotes currently produced. Federal Reserve banknotes are authorized by Section 16 of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and are issued to the Federal Reserve Bank, right, which they got in 20 year little state, at the discretion of the Board of Governors, right, which is a private board of people. Now, the notes are then put into circulation by the Federal Reserve Bank, at which point they become liabilities of the Federal Reserve Bank, right? Because now we're issuing our currency out to you, right? And the obligations of the United States. So the United States says, listen, man, we got to uh, put these obligations out in the circulation so niggas can keep doing business, and we'll make our taxpayers liable for these obligations, right? And under the Federal Reserve System, the Federal Reserve Bank is like, shit, they operate right like the Monopoly man. They're like, listen, we're going to print this shit up. We're going to print all this shit up, nigga. 
I'm, I'm, they would be talking to each other, right? Like, if we was niggas, right, and we was printing up bread, that's how we, hey, listen, we're going to put all this shit up. And these niggas, they don't even know it's worthless. Wait, we know it's worthless, and you know it's worthless, right? So we're going to print it up. We're going to put it in circulation. And then guess what? We're going to charge these niggas 100% on the dollar. They'll never be able to pay us back. They'll be in perpetual debt to us. Oh, wait, what does that mean? They'll be our slaves. They'll be our slaves. So then y'all become slaves because of perpetuality of a debt. But you didn't even create. But you helped to create it. Isn't that something? You didn't create it, but you helped to create it. So Federal Reserve notes are legal tender. And you can look on the note. It says, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private, printed on each note. I got excuse me, I just had some popcorn. Got a couple kernels in my mouth. Now, they have replaced the United States notes, okay, which were once issued by the Treasury Department. So, see, isn't that interesting? Now, 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 check this out. When you get your IRS check, your refund check, see, uh, we gotta get them things. Federal Reserve notes from the IRS? No, I don't think so. IRS doesn't send you back a check, do they? When you process that money, the Treasury Department does, don't they? So when you get money from the Treasury Department, they're sending you what's known as lawful money. So let's take a look at that. You know, we're jumping around, but I got to jump around so we got to show you how this is, how, how this all ties in, right? So lawful money. And let's just look at Investopedia. Okay, so the definition of lawful money is any form of currency issued by the United States Treasury and not the Federal Reserve System. It includes gold and silver coins, treasury notes, and treasury bonds. Lawful money is also known as a a specie, which means an actual form. Okay? But wait, it doesn't end there. Let Let me continue, and I'll give you another one. Lawful money is any form of currency issued by the United States Treasury, not the Federal Reserve System. Okay? It includes gold and silver coins, treasury notes, treasury bonds. Lawful money stands in contrast to fiat. So that's your paper money, okay? Now, this fiat money has no intrinsic value of its own. And it's not backed by our reserves, which means it's not backed by gold, it's not backed by silver, it's not backed by cotton, it's not backed by... Um, copper, it's not backed by nothing. But the fact that you and I agree to use this. Now listen, if you want to continue to use it, that's fine. Whatever. That's you. But when you become more private, there are other ways that you need to operate. You can convert money up. You can do different, there's different ways to do commerce, but you must know what you're doing. They assume you to be a Expert. I have to say, most motherfuckers I know think that they are experts with their money. Don't owe a nigga no money. He's going to be an expert. And getting that money back. Okay? Now, breaking down lawful money, oddly enough, the dollar bill that you carry in your pocket, right, in your wallet, that's not lawful money. They don't even consider it to be lawful money. Haitian, 
right? At the bottom, what does it read? Legal tender for all debts, public and private. So your legal tender, you used to be able to take it in to the Federal Reserve Bank and cash it in and just go. You can't do that anymore, right? Why? Because it's the top. It doesn't say redeemable in gold. Federal Reserve Act of 1913, this is what established the Federal Reserve System. Okay, so we get the Federal Reserve System. It comes into play. They start printing up this money, right? Like Daddy Warbucks and shit. Right? We could go into this system under the Federal Reserve Act. That allowed, and by the way, it was signed by Woodrow Wilson because he allowed for it to be, you know what I mean? Then you get the trading with the enemy act. Go read all of this shit. And you'll see where they made you an enemy. So the very fact that you use this currency, right, they pay you in dollars when you're getting paid on the job. The very fact that you use the currency makes you an enemy of the state. Isn't that interesting? Why? Because of the fact. Now, don't get me wrong, we are using it, but it does make you an enemy of the state. Y'all remember that movie with Will Smith? That was predicated on real shit. They were trying to tell you something. An enemy of the state is a U.S. citizen. Don't U.S. citizens, U.S. citizens are the only ones who really are supposed to be using Federal Reserve notes because that's who they was made to, that's who they was made for. That's what it's made for. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Are you a U.S. citizen? Are you using their paper money? Now, the Federal Reserve Act, and and it's always interesting to know that the actual Federal Reserve Act um, the Federal Reserve was in place for a while before that, right? So the act just just kind of uh, became the, became the central bank. So the Federal Reserve Act created a system, right, of private and public entities, right? Now there were to be at least eight, and no more than twelve private regional Federal Reserve banks. Twelve were established. And each had various branches, a board of directors, and district boundaries. Now, the Federal Reserve Board, consisting of seven members, was created as the governing body of the Fed. So each member that was appointed by the President of the United States, okay, and then the President confirmed by the, by the, uh, by the Senate, right? That's how it worked. So in 1935, the board was renamed and reconstructed. It also created part of the Federal Reserve System, which was a 12-member Federal uh, Reserve Board. It's called the Advisory Committee. Okay? At this point in time, this is when they created one single currency, and they put it under what they called the Federal Reserve Note. At that time, the shit was backed by gold. Right? Because they knew they couldn't just... Like, there was no way Right, that you could just strip a nigga of all his gold and then say, here, I'm going to give you paper money. And niggas couldn't go redeeming in gold. They would have had an all-out war, so they had to ease it on you. 
So the Federal Reserve Act created a national currency and a monetary system that could respond effectively to the stresses in the banking system. And it could create a stable financial system, right? According to them. But see, let me tell y'all something about money. Too much money in an economy creates what's known as inflation. Okay? Now, let me pull it up. Okay. Now, inflation, according to Investopedia, is the quantitative measure of the rate at which the average price level, right, of a basket of goods and services in an economy increased over a period of time, often as a percentage of inflation indicates a decrease in the purchasing power of a nation's currency. As the prices rise, it starts to impact the general cost of of living for the common public and the appropriate monetary authority of the country, like the central bank. Then, takes the necessary measure to keep inflation within the permissible limit and keeps the economy running smoothly. So inflation is measured in a variety of ways depending upon the type of goods and services considered. And it's the opposite of deflation, which indicates a general decline. Right? So this is a story, right? Um, and you'll, you'll, you can look over time and see this, right? And I'm going to give you a recent example. I'm going to give you an old example. Now, the city of Rome, okay, this is factual shit. Rome actually was one of the first places to go into what they call recession and experience inflation because the guy Romulus who created Rome decided that they wanted to coin more currency. So these niggas started making more silver out of silver. They was like, but they was like taking other metals and mixing it in with the silver. They was creating so much money in the economy, created inflation in the economy. It was too much of the shit floating around. Right? Now, this has also happened uh, in, um, what, what is that? Is that Cuba? Where the fuck is Escobar from? Wherever Pablo Escobar from, I can't remember. It happened there too. They still are recovering from all of the, not only are they recovering from all the shit that he did, but they're recovering from all of the money this nigga spent. Okay? It happened with Man Samosa. When there's too much money floating around, whether it's real or fake, it will create an inflation in your economy. Your shit will go bust. What do you think happens when you're using fake money in an economy? Now, I'm not an economist, but I'm not a damn fool either. I can read. Okay? So, Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, the federal Constitution, is that they can't create any money, right? A state cannot create any money. So we've already established that a certain way. How y'all doing? Three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four. That's the calling number. How y'all get in there? All right. Now, a state. Look at the definition of a state. Okay. Now, a state, according to 
Merriam-Webster's. And I don't know if I like that one. Let's go to another one. Here we go. I like this one. A state is a compulsory political organization with a centralized government that maintains a monopoly on the legitimate use of force within a certain geographical territory. Some states are sovereign. Some states are subject to external sovereignty or hegemony, where ultimate sovereignty lies in another state. The term state is also applied to federated states that are members of a federal union, which is a sovereign state. Okay, So when you start thinking about states, remember, your state is a country. Now, for those who don't know, let's look up the word country. Right? You got to I got to tie this in for you. Now, a country is a region that is identified as a distinct entity in a political geography. A country may be independent as a sovereign state or part of a larger state as a as a non-sovereign or formerly sovereign political division or a geographic region associated with previous independent or differently associated people with distinct political characteristics. So you realize that the state that you live in is a country. All of these – now, now, now I'm going to tell you what's interesting. Right? At one point in time in our, in our country, you could go from New York to California. Right, you know, this is long before highways were built, right? But this was long before the United States itself was here. But you could go from one part of our country to the other, and our people dealt with different currencies, right? So on the East Coast, niggas might have been trading marbles, might have been trading feathers. You understand? This is current. That's currency. On the West Coast, they might have been trading gold. Okay. When these states became part of the union, okay, you have to remember all of this was done after the 14th Amendment, after the Civil War, right? Because your states became the first 14th Amendment citizens. So your states became the first ones who were subjected to the government. And then they just said, listen, all you niggas are citizens too, so, you know, y'all got to use the currency. So the states can't create money. Right, but they can't make no law impairing your obligation to contract. So when y'all out here trying to do promissory notes, because I know a lot of people are trying to do promissory notes, you need to know how to do properly, construct them properly, and understand the proper status to write them in. You want to really have true money. Now, most people will never understand how to do a promissory note or even how to get more monetized. Because they don't hang around the right people to get it done. It's a negotiable instrument. The Constitution allows for Congress to create uh, negotiable instruments, right? Or actually, Congress doesn't create them. It allows for Congress to mandate that they can be created through the Federal Reserve Bank. But these are nothing but negotiable instruments, are they not? Now, a negotiable instrument is a document that guarantees the payment of a specific amount. 
Have you ever noticed when you get a bill, they never, ever, 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 ever tell you how to pay the bill? They don't say pay us in dollars. They don't say pay us in gold. They don't say pay us in silver. They don't tell you to pay in any type of special coinage. Why? Nobody can tell you how to pay for anything. Just make sure that you do it honorably when you do decide to pay for something with a different type of coin or currency, such as a promissory note. No, no, no. What is a promissory note? Right? Because I just told you that a promissory note was a promise to pay. Okay? But it refers to what they call a note payable. So this is a legal instrument. Right? Every time you see a promissory note, that's a legal instrument. Because guess what? It's got a signature on it. Normally, it's got two signatures on it, which makes it a promise to pay. One on the front, one on the back. Maybe two on the front side, two on the back side. Look at your dollar bill. You'll see it on there, right? So in a financial instrument, a debt instrument, what they call it, in which one party, the maker or the issuer, your Federal Reserve Bank, promises in writing to pay a determinate sum of money to the other, payee, either at a fixable a fixed or determined future time, right, on demand of the payee on the specific terms. So what are those specific terms? So the terms of a note usually include the principal amount, the interest rate, parties, the date, the terms of the repayment, which could be the interest, or the maturity date. Sometimes provisions are included concerning the, the payee's rights, you know, they always do usually put the date on the dollars, don't they, when they made them? Right? You know where they were made at? You know where they came from? Okay. What's a non-negotiable instrument? Let me, let me just pull that up because I haven't talked about that in a while. Let's pull that up. Because all of these are... are ways that people are getting paid. Okay? Now, maybe you don't get paid at your job with uh, promissory notes and negotiable instruments. Other people do. Now, not everybody's getting their uh, promissory notes in the form of dollars. I can guarantee that to you. So, a non-negotiable instrument for this up. Okay, a non-negotiable instrument. Anytime you see non-negotiable, you can you can guarantee that it's something that's not being negotiated, right? So non-negotiable describes the price of a good or a security that's firmly established and cannot be adjusted or a part of a contract or a deal that's considered a requirement by both one party, right, or both parties. Additionally, the terms can relate to a good or a security whose ownership is not easily transferable to one to another. An item can be considered non-negotiable if one party involved in the transaction is not willing to make any changes to a condition that has no, that has already been set, right? So this is why when we tell you to do according satisfaction, right, you, you can go in and you can change the contract. You can change the contract. Okay. 
but they can't change the contract because it's non-negotiable. Tech may involve either certain non-negotiable instruments, right, which, which, you know, normally when we start talking about non-negotiable instruments, somebody can write one up, right? Most times you'll see it, you'll see people, they'll do, I see a lot of people do, do these UCP processes, right, and these things, they don't be correct. But they'll write up these instruments, and they'll write negotiable instruments. Why would you want to write a negotiable instrument? I don't want nobody to negotiate with me. I'm not negotiating. This is what it is. Now, Federal Reserve note can be considered a negotiable instrument. I can negotiate, right? I got bargaining power. I can bargain. But a Federal Reserve note is not backed by gold, is it? No, 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 no. You got uh, 10 ounces of gold stored in the bank. 10 ounces of gold that you got stored in the bank, if you know a good banker, you get your promissory note written off of your gold. You can get you what they call a SLBC written off of your gold. Things like it's very important that y'all go back and look these things up, right? Because what what we're talking about essentially is we're talking about the ability to create money out of thin air. That's what we're talking about. Because who the fuck knows where all the gold is? Now you can buy gold. We can actually buy gold. Right, we we actually can buy gold. Oh, somebody asked me, what's the SWC? Stand by letter of credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a letter of credit. So put it I'll pull it up for you. A letter of credit. By the way, your birth certificate. It's a letter of credit. A letter of credit issued by a bank to another bank, typically in a different country to serve as a guarantee for payments made to a specified person under specified conditions. Now, hold on. Is it your birth certificate? Does not it come from a country? Country, it don't say the United States. There ain't nothing on your birth certificate that says United States. It says Missouri, Kansas, Texas, Iowa, New York, Wyoming, Florida, Utah, Arkansas, um, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, California, Virginia, West Virginia, Maine, uh, what else? New Mexico, New Hampshire. These are all countries. These are all countries that issue letters of credit every single time a new baby is born. They call them birth certificates. Typically, serve as a guarantee for payment made to a Specified person. That's your ass. You the specified person. Now, a letter of credit, also known as a documentary credit or banker's commercial credit, is a payment mechanism used in international trade to provide an economic guarantee from a creditworthy bank to an exporter of goods. You are the money. You are the money. I, I don't know why I'm going to say this to y'all. Right? They gave you a letter of credit at your birth. 
You just never knew it. They gave you a standby letter of credit when you were born, my neighbors. But, but you didn't use it. You, you never utilized it because you didn't understand how to tap into it. You didn't understand how to properly use money. You've been an agent of the Federal Reserve Bank your whole goddamn life. You're also a beneficiary, and at the same time, they made you a trustee. So you need to choose what capacity you want to operate in. They've already decided how they're going to operate. We're the top of the hour, 347-989-0194. You want to get in the holler at me. Y'all know what it is. MakeMoreCommerce.com. Um, I ain't even gonna lie. I took I took a few days off, man. I had to, so I'm back. I got a lot of stuff. I gotta catch up on. If I got a uh, business with you, make sure you reach out to me. Um, I've been trying to reach out to everybody to make sure I catch up with all y'all, man. I might be a secretary this year, man. Shit is so overwhelming at times, but um, it's all good. It's all good. We're here. We're sitting on the New Evolution Radio Network right here on the bottom line. We're going to take a couple few minutes break. We're going to come back and holler at y'all, see what's going on out there, man. It's a lot of information we got to digest. This might have to be a show you go back and listen to. Because we're talking about money, and the rabbit hole goes so deep. I mean, it, it goes deep. And you have to really, really, really ask yourself, every time you receive a dot, like, Every time I get it, I ain't going to lie. Every time somebody pays for a consultation right or a product, I'd be like, damn, I wish that was in gold. <laughs> right? Because it's, it's almost like, I mean, now, it, it's really hard. Like, I can't ask for you to pay me in gold if you don't have it. Right? So I got to take what you got. And then it's up to me to convert it over. If I decide to convert it over, great. It makes my life easier. If I decide to use it. Now, there are methods and there are places out here that allow you to put your money on certain platforms and cash it in for gold. And they give you like a debit card to be used. Right? And the debit card allows you to be able to spend the gold. It's a cool concept. I don't even think they ask for a social. I have to give y'all some more information on that. But you got to really think about it. When they ask you for your Social Security number, your birth certificate, right, what do you think that's for? Do you, do you really think that they just want to know who you are? They're pulling your credit. They're buy a letter of credit that says you got the money. So then they turn around and pay you in your units, your labor units, right, but not the ones that are stored up, not, not the ones that's backed by gold. No, no, no. They pay you in the ones that's backed by Federal Reserve notes. Let's think about this, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Keep it locked. I'm your whole story down, sell back. We'll be right back. Yeah. Come experience life as we know it. As some of you should know it. Yeah, yeah. Place, Marcy, Brooklyn, action, well, y'all know the action. Uh, I got the show. 
Shorty on my block, always clocking my rocks. He likes the style of profile, I think he won the mock. He likes the way I walk, he see my money talking. Now, honey talking, I'm the hottest nigga in New York. And I see his hunger pains, I know his blood boils. He wanna run with me, I know this kid to be loyal. I watched him make a few wins, the cop his little sneakers and gear. Then it's just enough for re up again. I see myself in his eyes, I move from Levi's to get the Versace. Now it's diamonds like Liberace, that's just a natural cycle. Nobody wanna be like Michael where I'm from Just some niggas who bounce from a gun We out here trying to make our white into cold green I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen Plus I could relive my days of you Which is gone That little nigga's peak It's time to put it's him on Come on Ain't nobody waiting up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run to my crown It's time to come on Stick up my chest and make some I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game And add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man Reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate To push your quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me the nard, then these niggas gon' see I'm tired of vegan out here round the clock And breaking days And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Pushing vets through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium and stunned I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come up Ain't hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run It's time to come up It's sick of my chest and make some loot Hey fella, I've been watching you clock. Who me holding down this block? It ain't nothing. You the man, nigga. Now stop running. <laughs> I like your style. Nah, I like your style. Let's drive around the world. Cool, nigga. Here's a thing. Oh, gee, I ride with you for free. I want the long-term riches and bitches. Listen to me. You let them other niggas get the name. Skip the fame. Tenth hour, a hundred G. Keep your shit the same. On the low. Yeah, the only way to blow. You let your shit bubble quietly. And then you blow. Hey, keep it cool. The only way that people fool is let them show his hands and you play your cards. Then these do deal and I understand. Don't blow your dough on hot. The only thing I got in this world is my work and my nuts. It won't break up for nobody. <laughs> I like your resume. Pick a day. You can start. From now until death, do what's part, nigga. Come on. It hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they ride, feel my crown. Come on. And sick of my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they ride, feel my own weight up in my crown. Changing the station. You're listening to the bottom line with your host, Joey L. Um, I just want to have you to have a look at this this graph. To frame it, it's UK private debt since 1880. And you can see what happens around the Great Depression. Uh, and then suddenly Thatcher comes to power, private debt takes off. Richard, 
financial sector, a, a bloated or a dominant financial sector, its effect, in your view, on the real economy? Well, first of all, it's interesting that um, the national income accountants who think a lot about the overall economy, how to measure it and how to you know, structure the data, they actually have been struggling for decades with uh, the question, what to do with the financial sector? Why? Because uh, GDP is actually created by national income accounting by adding up value-added activities. And that's where the financial sector has a problem. What is the value added? Um, and it's, it's been so difficult that essentially the um, national accounting statisticians have to make up a fictional value and just add it onto GDP and say, okay, that's, we can say that maybe is, is what the financial sector is doing. Because essentially, there is no value added, there's value extracted. And so, really, you need to subtract it from GDP. Has the finance sector, the fire sector, has it become a cost center? Because is, is, there, as, you know, is there a sweet spot where it's actually serving humanity, society, and facilitating business? And when it becomes a profit generator in and of itself, it becomes detrimental to the wider, to the wider world. Start with you. Well, exactly. Um, even the mainstream textbooks in finance, banking, and macro monetary economics will, will show banks as financial intermediaries. Now, there's, there's a problem with that. It's clear there is a high price that we're paying for this, what should be a humble intermediation service that's being performed and the salaries that are being paid are uh, you know, famously very high which is very strange if they're just intermediaries. Practically, where does that end up? I think there's a structural problem that is the concentration of the banking sector. So in the UK five banks account for 90% of deposits which is one of the most concentrated banking systems in the world. In Germany um, those high street banks account for 12% of deposits and 70% of deposits are accounted for by 1,500 local not-for-profit community banks. There's a general tendency when an organization gets large and larger and larger and gets very big, um, essentially decisions are made without accountability and the temptations of power strike. Lord Acton famously put it this way, you know, um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So when you have very large banks and only five of them dominating the economy and through the political mechanism and the already financial sector centered political system and political infrastructure, you know, the city of London having a person in parliament that is not elected, the remembrance uh, and you know, all these rights of the square mile as a sovereign state, you know, all these things. And the Queen needs permission and to go there, right? Exactly. And so what you will get is large banks only wanting to deal with large customers in order to do large deals. And that's also where you get the large bonuses. Well, we've done a study on the US, which has the biggest banking sector in the world, over 15,000 banks of all sizes and shapes. The very large banks deal with the very large customers, give very large loans. The medium-sized banks give medium-sized loans. Who is lending to small firms? It is only the small banks. Now, the UK doesn't have those. So the structure has become too concentrated, and what is badly needed in the UK is decentralization. One has to break up the, the financial sector and um, have 
much smaller units because small banks, community banks, are locally accountable. You can't suddenly do a crazy project or you know big corruption because people see what you're doing. But I think you'd argue for decentralised banking system, wouldn't you? Even though you're a city uh, oh, devotee. Oh no, without a doubt. But, but because it's anti I'd like Richard, like Richard to comment on this because I am, and I, as I'm sure Richard is, but. We've had our metro banks, we've had our Aldermores, we've had our One Savings. Challenger banks, all Challenger, the Challenger, Challenger banks. banks. We've had uh, Handels Bank, or Handels Bank has done a fantastic job, but it's still tiny. Exactly. Now, they will stay tiny. The ones um, that are UK Challenger banks and that are profit-oriented, you, you know why? Because the moment they get a bit bigger, yeah. they will be bought up and they will disappear. This is exactly what happened over the last yeah. 100 years. Richard, when you think about inequality, inequality in the UK, and it's a hot topic, and you think about, as you'd like the banking sector to be uh, decentralised, flatter structure, more resilient, how do you begin to uh, talk to the public or the political class about achieving those goals? Essentially, you know, if, if, if um, we want to produce something, we need funding, so there's a role for banks in almost everything that's happening in the economy. But what exactly is that role? I just quickly, I'd like to reflect on that. Banks are being thought of as intermediaries, but this are is they? not really what's happening. Banks, what, what are they then? They're creators of the money supply. So you're firmly of the view that banks create money out of thin air? Yes, well, I, I produced the first empirical studies to prove that um, in the 5,000 year history of banking. Banks are thought of as uh, deposit taking institutions that lend money. The legal reality is Banks don't take deposits and banks don't lend money. So what is a deposit? A deposit is not actually a deposit. It's not a bailment. It's not held in custody. Uh, at law, the word deposit is meaningless. The law courts and various judgments have made it very clear if you give your money to a bank, even though it's called a deposit, this money is simply a loan to the bank. That's true. Yeah. So there is no such thing as a deposit. So you think it's poorly adequately named then? So mm. banks borrow from the public. Okay, so that much we've established. What about lending? Surely they're lending money. Um, no, they don't. Banks don't lend money. Banks, again, at law, it's very clear, they're in the business of purchasing securities. That's it. So you say, okay, don't you know, confuse me with all that legalese. No, I want fine. a loan. I want a loan. Yeah. Fine. Here's the loan contract. Here's the offer letter, and you sign. At law, it's very clear you have issued a security, namely a promissory note, and the bank is going to purchase that. That's what's happening. At Put law. it in layman's terms. What does that mean? It means that um, what the bank is doing is very different from what it presents to the public that it's doing. How does this fit together? So you say, fine, the bank purchases my promissory note, but how do I get my money? I want, you know, it's a I loan, want I want my money. Grand, right? I don't, don't care about the details, I want the money. The bank will say, well, you'll find it in your account with us. That would be technically correct. If they say, we'll transfer it to your account, that's wrong, because no money is transferred at all. It's already From in the bank. anywhere inside the bank or outside the bank. Why? Because what we call a deposit is simply the bank's record of its debt to the public. Now it also owes you money and its record of the money it owes you is what you think you're getting as money. And that's all it is. And that is how the banks create the money supply. The money supply consists to 97% of bank deposits. And these are created out of nothing by banks when they lend because they invent fictitious customer deposits. Why? They simply restate 
slightly incorrectly in accounting terms, what is an accounts payable liability arising from the loan contract having purchased your promissory note as a customer deposit, but nobody has deposited any money. I wonder how the FCA deals with this, because in the financial sector you're supposed to not mislead your customers. <laughs> um, anyway, I so, I had, I, I don't the so, the, so the banks create the money supply yes. by inventing these claims on themselves, the, you know, the fictitious deposits. That can be actually positive for the economy as long as this money creation is in line with the creation of new goods and services, uh, implementation of new technologies, and therefore adding value and adding value in the economy is funded by this money creation. If that happens, and we're talking about um, business investment, productive loans, productive bank credit, you will have no inflation. These loans can also be serviced and repaid. You have a stable economy without problems and with low inequality. And so countries that achieve this, that the banks lend mainly for productive purposes, whether it's Germany in much of its 200-year history or um, in the last century, the East Asian economies where bank credit was largely for productive purposes, then you're fine. But there's two more cases. I quickly need to point them out because that's the contrast. But, but just, just, just clarify that, that inequality is, is significantly it's lower. Lower, yes. Inflation is if, low. If, yes. And, and, the real, and, the, and the real economy is thrives. booming, yes. That's when bank credit creation is focused on um, productive lending for productive purposes. As opposed to speculation and, and asset as, price. As opposed to, there's two other types. If banks create credit for consumption, yes. it's obvious what's going to happen. You suddenly have more money create, created and more demand for goods, but it's the same amount of goods and services. So you're creating consumer price inflation. Price That's goes. well understood, and, and central banks are watching that a little bit. And what's but what's, what's less well understood is, and what's the biggest in the UK, um, it's probably more than 70% of all lending, um, actually way more than that, um, is bank credit creation, so money creation uh, for financial transactions, for asset transactions, for purchasing ownership rights. Now then you have a problem. Why? Because you're creating new money, but you're not creating new goods and services. You're simply constant, aren't they? You're giving somebody new purchasing power over existing assets, and therefore you must push up asset prices. So this you can, you can draw a chart where you show you know, asset prices, land prices, property prices in the UK, and it will match very closely, as, as we have, I've shown in, in Japan and other countries. And that also creates the inequality. So when the, the banking sector has focused too much on unproductive lending, and the UK is dominant. It strikes me that what you're telling me, and tell me I'm wrong, is that lending in order to get around this deposit stroke loan situation needs to be categorized. You're right, exactly. Is that right? That's right. Um, we need to look at where the money is going. That makes a whole world difference. of difference. Okay. So if money, is, is bank credit, is extended for productive purposes, you're fine. You'll get a good economy, no inflation, and financial stability. And also, you don't have this inequality problem. And do you think there should be different capital ratios towards no. each? No, the whole Basel capital approach doesn't work. Why? Because it's, it's premised on the idea that banks are just financial intermediaries. But they're not. They're money creators. We need bank regulation that recognizes reality of how the banks actually operate. So what you're saying, this is a regulation problem? Clearly, yes, it's a regulation problem. That's right. We need uh, different regulation. And the only regulation that actually has succeeded in, in history, and we have good data for the 20th century in particular, in preventing asset bubbles and banking crises, which are all driven by this bank credit for financial transactions. You know, leads to this asset boom, and it's, it's a game of musical chairs. You know, you have to play it. Mm -hmm. It's rational to play it while the music is playing. 
which is how asset prices are driven by ever more bank credit for financial transactions. The moment it stops, asset prices fall, you get the first bankruptcies, banks get risk averse, the whole thing goes into reverse and banks go bust. But you can avoid this and the only regulation that has succeeded in avoiding this is guidance of bank credit. Simple rules. Um, the simplest form of bank credit guidance is to simply ban bank credit for um, financial transactions. It doesn't mean financial transactions are bad. No, let the speculators speculate and let them even borrow money, but not from banks. That would make a whole world of difference. Who do they borrow it from? Well, they can issue bonds or you know, borrow in the markets, whatever they want. But that's risk But they, they, they shouldn't get access to, to the public privilege of money creation. You I know see? what you mean, yeah. And that creates the problem, that creates the boom-bust cycles. But in some countries, they've succeeded in preventing this asset inflation. Which ones? Such as Germany, without even credit guidance, by having a banking structure, a banking system that's dominated by banks that don't want to do this financial speculation in the first place. These are the community banks. So Germany with 70% well, of banks. What do you call the Landers Bank? Being, yeah. No, not no. the Landers Bank, the smaller ones, the 1,500. Okay. Volksbank and Raiffeisenbank, okay. they're actually the main banks in Germany. There's so many of them, each is small, and they lend mainly for productive purposes to small and medium-sized enterprises. The Mittelstand, which has been the backbone of German economic success for the last 200 years despite wars and disasters, has only been successful because they also have to have local small banks funding them all the way through. That doesn't exist in the UK, and that's been why the small and medium-sized enterprise sector always has, has had a problem in the UK. So we're stuck with speculation and horrific property porn renovation shows. Well, the solution is, of course, to create these small banks. We need to create small banks. They're the natural lenders to small firms. The public wants stable growth, none of those boom-bust cycle banking crisis, public money used to bail out banks. People don't want that. In Germany, these community banks very interesting because they've never used public money in these 200 years not a single one has ever been bailed out with public money and no depositor has lost any money although richard your argument is complex principles are terribly simple it is very simple and although you are although you're a little defeatist i'm not you yeah, are maybe i'm defeatist I'm, but but i like it but uh, it's just the idea of <laughs> Can I put it? Go on. Getting getting through the regulatory, they are so reluctant. But that's why it is hard work. But that's why work. we that's why we got you in. We're gonna we're gonna have you. I think it's, uh, it's, I, I think I, I have to say uh, this has been brilliantly explained. Has the UK got a finance cast? Is it a trick question? Because the UK doesn't have finance. The city of London has, and it's not part of the UK. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. It's international, is right. The city of London is outside the United Kingdom. Do you know that? It's, it's really shocking, and it, therefore it's also not part of the EU, which explains uh, the. It couldn't be part of the EU because you have to have democratic elections, and the city of London doesn't. Right? It's, it's the banks that have the votes. Right? Right. Per staff, you know. Right. The voting like that. How do you how do you start yeah. unpicking this puzzle? I never knew. That's a very useful piece of information. And of course, it's not part <laughs> of the UK. And, and it's not part of the UK because the Queen is not allowed to enter without permission. She's not the sovereign. Therefore, it's not part of the UK. You know. And of course, that's since you know 1688. Well, since the foreign invasion. <laughs> Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. Peace of the gods. Welcome back to the New Evolution Radio Network. Now, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I play that clip from time to time, but it goes right along with what we're talking about because 
like I told you, you create the money, just like the banks create the money out of thin air. You see, what people have to realize is that public people can't use private money. And that's what he told y'all in that clip. They don't want to keep having big banks give money to public people. They don't want to do that. They say, listen, if you got a business or enterprise, we'll, do, we'll give you money there. But we're not giving public people money. Create money out of thin air. We gave it to you. You got to have a business. Go to the call line and see what's going on out there. Let's go to 404. 484, you're on the bottom line. Peace to the guys, Joy. What's good with you? Peace to the, peace to the God. Oh, me chilling, man. Chilling. I hear what you said, you know, about the money and shit. You know, because when you mentioned that, when you was like, uh, when you use that money, it make you an agent. You see what I'm saying? Yes, it, yes, it does. If, if you go back to what they said about... Uh, who can use Federal Reserve notes and what it's used for is only agents of the Federal Reserve and such and such. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't find that. I was trying to find it, man, but I ran out of time. But that's exactly pretty much what it say. I mean, it tells you that you're an agent, you're an expert at using money. Right, so you hit it right on the head. You know what yeah. I mean? When you were saying... You had hit that that's right That's why they're saying everybody is... Yeah, that's why that's why they paying everybody in Federal Reserve notes because they figure you don't know, and if you're giving up that social, you really are in that jurisdiction, and that's what you're supposed to be getting paid. Right. I mean, it's it's really you can look at that as being quasi. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the reason well, I know, say that, like is, I said, isn't that an enemy of the state though? Doesn't that make you an enemy of the state by the fact that you even take that money? Right, right, because that's a corporation and no state, right? And now, you got to remember, the, the state only exists with the right of the citizen of the state. There you you feel me? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. therefore, it's your intentions that's acting doing these things. So, when they made a treaty or whatever, contract or join whatever, you know what I'm saying, came up under another king or whatever you want to call it. They exactly. were violent. And, 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 and so and so here here it is. The state became subservient to who? The federal, the federal government. government. Yeah. Through the fourteen. We ain't gonna really say the state. You you, you know, cause this this can go deep. Okay, we ain't okay, really okay, 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 okay. The state of Right, there we go, the corporation. They set a motherfucker in there, and they renting out space and just doing niggas dirty under municipal rules. And municipal now, is moving under regulations. That's right. right. That's right. The people who rules don't know the word of, yeah, so that, that, that word of denotes a corporation has been established. See? Hell yeah. Of means to be away from. You know what I'm saying? It's not with. Yeah. The, the United Countries of America. Right, 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 right. They away from this shit, and because if you if you think about it, when you go way back, I was fortunate enough to see this shit. This one motherfucker had dropped. I don't know how I ran across this nigga video or whatever the fuck, but this motherfucker played this shit with this black dude who went and reported on a slave who supposedly got his 
freedom in, I think it was 1657, and he had to deed that they gave him, I think it was 68 acres of land. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How can a slave fight for his freedom in 1567? You see what I'm saying? Exactly. What it was, was, he came to court and did what he had to do. Man, Cash was living good back then. It's all a lie. Man, people people don't understand, man, that even with the Gregorian calendar, they added 400 years to the calendar. Sped shit up. So we did the math recently, and I'll do it right now. So I I think it was roughly 400, let's just say roughly 400 years minus 2019. It's roughly the year 1619. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, everybody doing that shit on YouTube about, oh, the 400 years is up in 1619. They were saying all that, but they've been up. You see what I'm saying? Up. You were supposed to enact all those things. <clears throat> you was operating oh, yeah. in the wrong oh, yeah. oh, yeah, they've been up. Man, listen. Right. Man. This is why I tell people this is the time to be your nationality. Like, all right, look. The federal government is shut down, half of it. You can't even go in and do federal suits right now. Right? Right. But your state but your state courts are open. Gotta let you know that they're not the government. Well, I don't, I don't think it's no representative. Some niggas can't get into that Supreme Court though. Like like I was talking to Jonah. You can't right now, he can't go into the Supreme Court to finish the petition shit up. Because you got to go into the Supreme Court, but it's inside the federal court building. Right. They know what's going yeah. on, dog. The municipal corporation still goes on. Only oh, when it does. But, but, but the question is, is, are you part of it or not? Well, you know, that depends on the activity and uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, even yeah, even getting Federal Reserve notes can become a minimum contact if you're not careful. Right, uh-huh. right, because you operate in commerce. When you walk in the store, you in commerce. Man, we in commerce when you walk out your house. When you sitting in your house, you in commerce. Shit. Yeah, because when actually you your property is like under commercial type shit. <laughs> and you and yeah, this motherfucker you see, you see you see you yeah. Yeah, yeah, you see how they sell tenant you a caretaker. Right, but you know that you weren't caretaker. You pay for them like Yeah, you pay for the lights to stay on, you pay for the water to remain hot. You pay for the, the, the stove to come on. You pay for the toilet you to flush. Yeah, you the manager. You in commerce. <laughs> Make you know, sure everything. I think niggas get pretty. I think niggas get pretty hood. The water gets turned off. Niggas go and um, you know, do what they got to do. Niggas go buy gallons of water. Like, no, I, nigga, I have been pretty poor in my life, and I've seen nigga. We had to go. We used to have to go get gallons of water, nigga. Nigga had to use the bathroom, you pour that shit down the toilet, and then they flush it. That's how you used to have right. to do it. Yeah. You know? So, so hell yeah, you're paying for everything. You're paying so you don't have to do shit like that in your home. <laughs> you're paying so you don't got to be poor. 
So you always are in commerce, no matter what. Yeah, it's still uh, indentured servitude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you mm-hmm. out here working for a company and the company pay you basically pennies on the dollar, and look what they make off of the product from the manpower. Well, it was man like the, it was like Donald was saying, right? With the, uh, with, with, with how you uh, you do the math on it, you take um, how much you're getting paid, you know, by the hour. Then goes like twelve hundred dollars an ounce, right? And then you multiply that by how much you're getting paid, and that's how much you should be getting paid. Right. Right. So it's about twelve hundred. Twelve hundred dollars an ounce times, let's say, thirty dollars. Thirty-six thousand dollars. Yeah. So, what the hell? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, but, but if you made thirty dollars times eight hours, that's two hundred forty bucks times twelve hundred dollars. Two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars in gold that you were supposed to be getting. But shit, that's all that's coming up under the raising of how people been raised and see things and what they choose to base their attention on right now. If you think about it, because it's no reason why people don't understand that or even can fathom it being that way. You get what I'm saying? There's no reason for well, we've been miseducated. It is. It is. We've been miseducated. People don't like. I can think about it like I remember early on in my life, um, maybe about five or six, I can remember uh, my pops had, the, I think my grandfather had some silver too. My pops had a couple of silver dollars, right? I remember I remember that. But now, you think about it now, man, like I think about my sisters, all of my sisters. They, they, never, they, don't, they never seen a real piece of dollars. They they never seen a silver dollar, a gold dollar. They never seen no real money in their life, ever. Yeah, kind of sad when you think when you think about it. I I was I was messing around the other day. I pulled out a piece of silver at the Jamaican spot, right? And I asked her, "Can I pay for this?" Right? And first she looked at it. She said, "No, man." Then she started laughing. Right. She was like, right, and she was like, yeah. She was like, pretty soon, you know what I mean. And she was like, yeah, I know right. what that is. She was like, she, she was like, I guess I would rather take that than what you was gonna get me. And she kind of laughed it off, but she knew what I was saying. You know what I mean? Right. And so the whole thing is, is like people, people inherently know real money when they see it. A nigga, not look at a piece of silver like, yeah, that's that's real money. But you know what though, most kids have never seen money. It's, it's crazy you say that because I remember I seen this one video where this dude was walking down the street. He had a piece of silver, a little bar, right? And he had a candy bar, a Hershey's or some shit like that. He was like, which one would you rather have? I'm giving it to you right now. This is my gift to you. And you know, everybody except one person took the Hershey bar. And that's a damn shame. They ain't even yeah, believe it. I that's silver. What was it, silver? Right, yeah, silver. But they didn't believe it. I don't understand. They took the candy bar. 
They wanted something that was going to hurt them opposed to help them. That's the ultimate, uh, like, you just gone. You well, picked the boy. Yeah. Yeah, For man. It's humans. We tend to we tend to go with those things. Right, man. It's you know, I understand the part about people, you know, we've been raised wrong and taught wrong and all that. But at some point, I mean, I, I ain't no different from nobody else on how I think and how I see things or wanna know more about why shit is happening. I can't function in it if I don't know how to play it. That's like me fucking going out, hey man, let's play uh basketball and I come out there with a football uniform on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, what's wrong with oh, this nigga? Yeah. No, no. I this mean, nigga you you got hats right. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it ain't like we it ain't like niggas who own this type of thinking or researching. Everybody that be listening in and all that. It's not like we got superpowers or some shit. We chose to put their attention where it would be more beneficial. Well, that's all it is. Time, this should be taking a lot of time, a lot of studying. It wasn't overnight. I mean, we're talking about Hell a system no. that was designed to to keep people in and in, in the mental matrix. You know, so. A nigga find his way out the matrix, man, and start trying to pull other people. You know, it's like Carrie Tubman said, I could have pulled more of y'all with me if y'all had known y'all were slaves. That's it. That's all it is, man. But some, most people is content. That's all I can say. They content with the way things you know, are. People don't be knowing they, they slaves. I think they don't want the responsibilities and, the, you know, self-accountability. Well, I, you see what but I see, yeah, but see, inherently, everybody knows something's wrong. I think everybody who, anybody who, who is consciously aware of what's happening in this country with the government knows something's not right. No, but, but, but nobody takes the time to study the information to go, okay, well, what really is the government? What, how does this really work? They, these just people like us who created right. the structure that that was put in place. I mean, you guys, that was some talking about getting rid of the Fourteenth Amendment. I mean, come on. I mean, what's more? Let's get rid of birthright citizenship. Well, we've been talking about that forever. Black people, they've been having us on the birthright citizenship, and that's been our problem. We should have been jumping for joy. The crazy part is they shouldn't have been doing it to us in the first place because they said we couldn't be citizens, nope. whether they called us a slave nope. or aboriginal. We're not citizens. That's the whole thing about it. How could we ever have been citizens? We're not citizens of the United States of America. That that voluntary... And we uh, can never be. No. The contract. Absolutely right. It, 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 well, it, it, it's all voluntary. And the birth right. certificate does not make you a United States citizen. Neither does you check do. this out. Neither neither does the social. It's your activity. Acor- according to them. What makes right. you a US citizen is uh, is what you declare under oath. Under the penalties of perjury. Where where, where you is go. your allegiance? 
That's really, I'm going to tell you, that's really under AUSC what they want to know. Right, but this know. is why I'm, my bad, but this is why I'm saying they're getting you through the other contracts. Because, you know, they got a little swearing under penalty of perjury on there, right? All these motherfuckers like Home uh, Human Resources, them are clerks. So that's also in in there about naturalizing at whatever cost. You see what I mean? But the it states that Man, it can make no law impairing a private right to contract. So you going into a private establishment, contracting with them, claiming something. That's even on the passport. Yeah, they're private. What you claim? Yeah, they're private. What right. you doing is asking to be in a club. That's it. And you saying yes, but, I'm a part of that. See, but see, what kills me is that shit where they can say, "Well, I don't need, I don't need to get no passport from them." But niggas don't understand that this is your government that they're occupying. It's an occupational government. They, they, it's an right. occupation. Yep. So they're sitting in your government, so they have to give you your, the documents that you need. But question is, is how are you applying to get those documents? What are you doing to, to to properly notify them on who you are? That's really what it's about. Right, right. Man, I got to keep yeah. it moving, man. You know I enjoy talking to you, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's peace to the guys, man. That's peace to the guys. Man, Appreciate it. No doubt. Prosperous year for you. Peace, peace. Man, hey, thanks to you, God. Peace. All right, peace. All right. Let's go to 803-704 on the bottom line. Happy New Year. Eight oh three seven oh four. Yeah. Three. Oh four. Listen, she just. Okay, Ben, you're not into like a scarf on it. You know how they wear the scarf. Hello, hello. She ain't even listen. How they wear the scarf. We're going to come back to you. She's talking about scarves and shit. 917-796. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. What's going on? What's up, what's up Joey? Chilling? Uh, how are you, brother? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, no, I just uh, I'm calling. Um, I mean, it's interesting, you know, with the topic you were talking about. I was just talking to someone about, about the same thing. Uh, how, you know... You know, we, you know, like uh, like Tim said in in the Friday show that how we commit treason and stuff every time we vote and stuff because uh, we don't understand how the government works or how how the system works itself. You know. Yep. Um, yep. It's treason yeah. every single time. Single See, time, man. I think what's hard for people to get is it's hard for me to hear you too, brother. By the way, man, I don't know if your phone is like kind of muffled or something. Oh, uh, you hear yeah. me now? Yeah, it's a lot better. Yes, man. All right. Yeah, uh, it is treason when you think about it, and that's why I was saying. I mean, you're going against your Republican form of government. Yep. Yep. Right. The vote for democracy, yo, you... which is my, which is my rule. Right. Yep. Yo, you you just hit me when you said that. Uh, right now, if you want to do a federal suit, you can't even do that. Shit. I know because uh, you know the, the federal is, is closed right now. Not, 
No, yeah, and my man sent me a letter the other day um, that he got from the federal court where they doing um, so I think it's called like abatement or some shit like that. But um, basically, they just are killing all of the cases right now on the civil side. They still prosecute niggas in the federal prison, but they ain't um, looking at civil cases. So you got declaration case, discrimination case, any of that. Nah, they're not hearing none of that right now. It's being stayed. Yeah, because I was, I, I was, I was trying to hit you up, you know, to let you know that I wanted to do that uh, federal suit for that case that you know you and I are working on. Yeah, you gotta wait now, man. So uh, you're gonna have to talk, uh, you know, offline and stuff about that. No doubt. Man, damn, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it'll, I mean they'll, they'll probably, you know, get that shit in order again soon, but it's been like 10 days or something now. I don't know. So, what? Right. these people, right. you know, they're doing whatever they're doing, but I forget, you always got state court still open. But, you know, yeah, yeah well, I know. The, rules are di- the, the rules are much different in, in them federal courts. Yeah. Well, well I just, I just, I... You know, this this week I had my uh, case, you know, for that traffic ticket. You know, I put in my, um, you know, I put in all my paperwork. You know, you know, I listened to Jonah when he told me to, you know, send it uh, certified, you know, registered mail, uh, press the piece to the court, and uh, I did that. And um, you know, like I went to, you know, talk to the prosecutor. He was like, "Oh, we don't have what paperwork," you know. Don't have your paperwork. So when I went to see the judge, you know, the, she she was singing a different tune, and it was uh, it was the sister, you know. She was like, "Oh, you just uh, you just throw your paperwork now, and uh, we haven't we haven't used it, you know. So uh, you gotta give us time, you know, to see. And what you know, case you gotta, is this for? This is a traffic ticket. You know, how many times have we been to, man? Yo, this is going to be my want, second want, one. Yeah, you won the first one, right? Yeah, I won the first one, man. Okay. This is the same judge? Yep. I, 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 already, I already told you about the injunction, so you, you're going to repeat that injunction tonight. Um, yeah, I'm is putting, this the same, is this the same judge, too? No, no, no. This is a different county. This is the next... This is the county... Um, after after the one that I you know I just won. So, um, so what you really get to see now, though is, is how these different counties operate when when it comes to you know you know what, what you're looking at are Masonic lodges, essentially, right? What? So you're looking yep. at how each of these lodges, Eastern stars, that's what these females are today, the Eastern stars, and your judges are your masons, yeah. and you're looking at how these niggas operate in in different lodges. According to how you come up in there and your true capacity. They all operate a little bit differently, but they all gonna give you the same remedy. If they don't, you know what right. to do. You remove it. Right, right. Well no, she like I said, she was like, Oh, you gotta give us time and then, you know, I have some of my discovery and so she's like, Well, you gotta give us time to like, you know, answer your discovery and all this other stuff. So I know that if they don't answer within the twenty one days um, it's basically 
is going to be dismissed, you know, or, or, or I'm going to tell him yeah. to dismiss it because it's past. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you already know what the time frame is now. You got to follow this case yep. almost just exactly identical to your last case, brother. You're winning. Yep. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Ever, you know, since I've, I've been listening to you guys for over a year now, um, and then I've demonstrated to myself, I've proven to myself, you know, that what you guys are teaching is the truth. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the more point. I study, the more I start learning, you know, and, and I thank you guys for, you know, for everything you guys have uh, taught us. No, but thank you, brother, because you, you, you took it up on yourself. That's all, that's all I be telling people, man, is, you know, we, we come to, to bring information, and, and we are like, um, you know, we, you know, we like, um, uh, what's the, I don't even know the word, man. You know, but you know, we we, we essentially are your conduit, if you will, right? So we we here to bring you the remedy and the information, make you think on a on a higher level. So then you can go and do that shit yourself. You be like, man, I know this shit work, bro. Let me go teach a couple other people, right? And yep. if people don't want to learn, fuck it. At least you got the remedy. And, and now you you can make your life better. Really. That's really what it's about. Yep. Yep. And, and for Yo, that, and I, for I've that been that, on this path, dog. I got on this path to do this to make my life better and help yeah. instead of helping other people. Yeah. Man, like I said, I, ever since then, I, I yo, I get like four hours of sleep because you know, I, I'm, I work construction, so you know, I'm up early, you know, on, on the floor early and stuff like that, but. Yo, I I sacrifice, man. I'm learning a lot. So, you know, like I said, I want to break and also and also for for that third party debt collecting um, case that I have, right? I did what you told me. Mm-hmm. You know, you send you know the letter to you know to the actual original person. You know, the the debt collector right. and stuff. I sent it three times, and yo, then like the third time that I send it. They removed it from uh, from the credit report. I you know I get I get a uh, a uh, message from the credit card saying that that uh, that that was discharged. Well, not really discharged, but it was removed. You know, so um, they sent me a letter. You know, basically letting me know that um, they removed it. You know, with with a code, basically that they're, they're still investigating and they're gonna. So, but you know the the, the games they play and stuff like that. But I gotta hit you off, you know. Like I said, you know, offline, and we gotta talk about that. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, congratulations on that. That sounds like a uh, sound like a remedy to me. Like you got some remedy. Got some shit yeah. in the credit report. That's always good. Just make yep. sure that it, yep. if it got removed from one report, that, that you you can always use the five hundred six letter uh, or make more commerce. Um, that I got, and that 506 letter will um, essentially um, allow you to be able to, uh, like, so if they add it back on, and you know, without telling you, or they don't take it off the other credit report, you can get in, you can get in them a little bit about it, you know, maybe you get a little check from them. Because what happens is they right. got to be uniform. So Equifax got to say what TransUnion say. TransUnion got to say what uh, um, uh, what's the other one? Experience, experiences, right? They all have to be uniform yep. with each other. You can't right. be having one thing and then this other person's got another one. Mhm. Yeah, brother, so I just wanted to say that. 
No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate you guys. Peace to the guys, man. Peace to the guys. All right, let's try to go back over here to this other caller. 803 704. You there? Topic, man. Great topic. Um, you know, appreciate that. Yeah, it brings to mind some of the reading that I was doing on the in the UCC code. Um, you know, the standby letters of credit and the letters of credit. Yeah, that's what. That's right. And how you know the Congress, SEC, um. When I first got a bank account like a year ago with the trust, I was I was like going to them people like I was ready to um, do that type of banking, you know, because I was reading those rules and everything. Yeah. And then I called into the show. It wasn't even ready. Called into the show and Jonah just broke Jonah broke me down, was like, nah man, we, we still gotta do that last step, you know. <laughs> so yeah. that was the learning. See, here's the interesting right thing there. about it, even even with the SLBCs, right? Like 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 
me and Jonah, we've had this conversation many, many times. And the, the birth certificate itself is a letter of credit. But you <laughs> have to know somebody who will be willing to monetize, right, that instrument. And you can't be a U.S. citizen trying to do that. That, right? Yeah. So look, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of variables to that. Now, they do SLBCs all day, every day, right? Standby letters of credit. They do them all day, every day, and they do them for hundreds of billions of dollars. I know because I've seen them every day. Niggas that can verify that, right? So when mm-hmm. when them shits come through, what happens is, is you got traders and you got bankers and you got bankers who who are under the SEC are um licensed. And they can securitize instruments. Niggas cannot do that who don't have security licenses. This is the problem that they run into. See, yeah, see. And I, I called the banking manager and then I got the letters of credit, um, the head of the letters of credit division. And I was I was pressing him, you know, I was asking him, you know, hey, how do I get this accomplished? This is what I want to do. Um, and before I start my business plan, I want to know exactly is this the way, the route to go? You know, can you put me in the right direction? And he told me to get in touch with my banking manager. And that the banking manager is the one who uh, would facilitate that type of um, transaction. But that's the night that I called in the Jonah and Jonah was like, yeah, nah, don't go any further because, you know, I did the whole thing with the SEC, and he t- broke me down on what they told him, and how you know he had to just pretty much surrender every you know all of the things to join their their club to do it now, but to do it privately with all his powers, he would do this last step and come like that. So yeah, he was like, yeah, nah, yeah. chill. Yeah. <laughs> See, see, even in, in, and what we know now is much more advanced than what we know, than what we knew then. But yeah, because that was well, like a year and a half ago. Anyway, <laughs> under the SEC, yeah. Well, uh, under regulations of the SEC, if you follow their guidelines and their rules, there are many mm-hmm. ways that, that that you can increase um, your bank account, right? You know, without having yeah. to. Uh, completely come out of the system, but a lot of that's done through businesses. And a lot of people that's don't know right. how, you know, those are private offerings. People don't know how private offerings work. Because they don't know how to structure businesses. That's all that is. Yeah. It's deep. It's deep. Mm-hmm. That's what that comes yeah, down to. Right. Yeah, the, the the ABC is a letter of credit in itself, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and is. She, it is. Uh, wow. It is. And, and, you know, and when you authenticate, when you when you authenticate it, it becomes what? <laughs> authenticated security. Yeah, certificated security, right? Yes, the authenticated certificate of security.
So yeah, um <laughs> now once you're the holder of one of them, there's the power, there's the power there. But again, if you're not well, a national everybody is well, t- well technically every we all are holders of those be holders yeah that's right yeah okay okay I got you that's where the okay okay yeah 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 you know, um, keep that in the forefront, bro. You know, we we all have securities, right, and in the form of a birth certificate. It's just a matter of how we're going to go get it, you know? Gotcha. A lot of people I'm going to get back to work. I think a lot of people, we, we're just going about it the wrong way, man. For the longest. And I think that the work that we're doing um, here is um the the furthest that we've ever gotten like anybody has ever gotten that's what i that's what i'm seeing i don't think that nobody uh, I, ever I cracked believe that. <laughs> I, I, I believe that that has a lot to do with our consistency um you know we we stay very consistent about how we study information yes and i'm just going to let y'all you know lead me in the right direction and I'm going to just keep studying, following behind it and I'm um, staying on the right track. You know? I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all so much. So I'm going to let y'all go on no that doubt. one, you know? No doubt. No doubt, man. Peace, peace to the peace God. Peace, bro. peace to the God. Right, right. Okay, let's go to uh, 619 655. Peace to the God, Joey. What's good, man? Please, please, what's happening? Yeah, uh, it's man, it's crazy, man. Y'all, y'all are always talking about what me and my uh, my tribe are always talking about, man. It's like we were just going over this this week. You know, what I mean, we had to go backwards into the uh, into the archives um, where uh, we found, I believe it was, I think it was your show. Where uh, it was either your sh- no, it was uh, either yours or Jonah's. Where you're talking about the uh, um, uh, the you know million dollar question I asked last time, um, and it actually broke it down. Like y'all broke it down already. There's so much information back there, man. I'll be telling people, dog. There's so much information, bro. You go back into the archives, we even broke so much shit down. We don't give out that much stuff these days. We we broke most of it down, but I, exactly. you know, I, I I always find ways to go deeper into this stuff because the the rabbit hole just goes deeper and deeper. But yeah, man, even even about securities, I don't even really like talking about that shit over the air. But you know, like a basic explanation, mm-hmm. like I just gave the brother, that's basic. I mean, mm-hmm. that type of stuff you can go find that information anywhere. Now, am I gonna sit up here and tell you? Hey, this is where you can go find the traders and the brokers. No. No, I'm not going to do all of that. No, I'm not doing yeah. none of that. Yeah, no. Nah. Nah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's basically all up to you. You know what I'm saying? If you if that's what you yeah, want, you got to yeah, go do the research. Go find your people. Explore that. 
oh, you know, crack that mm-hmm. wide open. Like my, like my yeah, man, Pepsi uh, used to say, bust it wide open. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Most 100. Definitely. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like you have to understand like you're saying, the system, and, and it kind of goes back to the matrix. The system, they designed the system to be a perfect system, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we oh, kind of yeah. like reject it because we don't understand it. Oh, yeah. They definitely designed man, Listen, what, 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 what's really interesting about that is it's like we're born into the system, so that's all we know until we're given something else. It's like a dog, right? You, you know, it, or you know, uh, you you raise a dog, and the dog's whole goddamn mm-hmm. life, all he knows is dog food. And then one day, here comes this this other person, and they want to give him some human food. Now, he done got fucked up because he don't know what's going on. He, he, he done took him outside of his matrix that was even better. You see? It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. like con- like the same concept, man. Your whole life, all you know is the mundane and what they tell you. And then one day, somebody comes along and says, hey, this is not what you think it is. You go, man, I don't want to eat dog food no more. Nigga, I'm trying to eat that good shit. What you eat on your plate? Yeah, you're right, man. I dig how it. my dog looks at me. And so we got to look at it like that, man. So dumbed down to the point yeah. where, if you even try to give somebody a little piece of information, they 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 come at you sideways. People will exactly. rather be stupid, I, I think. It's it's kind of saddening, you know what I mean? Just just looking at it like because. You you look back and like okay I was I was ignorant like that at one time you know what I'm saying but when somebody actually came and tried to bring me a message that I turned them away no I may not have accepted it yeah, at that time but I did take the time to look into it you know what I mean we all would I always tell the story the first person that ever tried to wake me up was a white boy he tried to give me the white guy video I wouldn't watch it I was, I was really? too much into my Christmas shit. Yeah, it was the white boy trying to wake me up. Wow. So, and I got no problem telling people that. But it, he was mm-hmm. he was the one who tried to wake me up, but he wasn't the one that woke me up. He was the one who tried to. Crazy, now I look back on it, and I'm like, damn, the universe sent the white boy to holler at me first. I've never seen that white boy ever get in my life. But he gave me the DVD. Oh, wow. I still got the DVD. Matter of fact, I still got them in my car. That's how, that's how deep it was. I still got the DVDs. That was over 10 years ago. Damn. So you never know how this information is going to come to you. Yeah, you're right, man. It's All right. Well, who is going to You got to learn. You know, I believe in them stories, man, where, you know, they, they, they say, you know, um, you know, uh, spirits and, and prophets and shit come in different forms. And they come to holler at you and shit like that. I, I, you know, it's yeah. just like your boy said, Farad Muhammad or whatever, uh, you know, dude came and white man came to holler at him, all that shit. Like, I believe that in some aspects, we do get messages from certain people, whether they, whether they be white, black, or orange, 
that you're supposed yeah. to listen to because it's supposed to take you to a higher place in your development. And not all of us are consciously aware of that. So we got to remain conscious of that. You're right. You're right. It's a. Uh... It's uh, sometimes it's hard to recognize, especially like, if you haven't seen anything else. You know what I mean? Something just appears out of nowhere, like uh, like a shadow stepping to you, or like a like an ancestor or spirit. You know what I'm saying? In the form of somebody else, just talking to you, letting you know what what you're supposed to be yeah, doing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They, they they let you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yo, but you know what? Inherently, we all know what we're supposed to be doing. That's a that's an inherent spirit thing. Like you walk into the grocery store, you know damn well you ain't supposed to walk out of there with some bread without paying. Yeah, that's not morally right. R. Kelly knew he wasn't right, right? That was morally not okay. But <laughs> he knew damn well. People know. <laughs> but people know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when you're into this information, man, you know what is right. You know what it can feel right to you. I, I bought this for people who it scared them away. It wasn't for their spirit. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, I've I've actually brought it to a lot of people that, yeah, okay, man, yeah, all right, yeah, that's what's up, that's what's up, man. You know, this motherfucker over here trying to get me, you know, like uh, Bobby Hemmings says, motherfucker trying to give me a message. I'm about to whoop his ass, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, man, my mom got on because it don't make sense, man. She said the writer. He said, give me everything. I'm doing it all. Really? So, yeah, man. So, you know, I mean, even you, you don't you can even get your, your parents on this shit. They if they see that you yeah. dedicated to it enough that it's really making a change in your life. My parents was like, I remember they was the same way with this information that they was when they found out I was I was producing music for a living. Nigga, you sure that's gonna work? And then it worked. <laughs> money and nobody said nothing else. This yeah, work, right. I got my freedom. I got real freedom. Freedom ain't just, you know, uh, 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 freedom from being in jail. Freedom is financial freedom. Freedom is mental freedom. Freedom is not having to get up every day and go into a job that I it's hate. Not just That's freedom. That's real yeah. freedom. I, the most freedom, though, is the fact that I get up and wake up when I want to. That's the most freedom that I think everybody, that's really what everybody wants. Yeah, everybody absolutely. would take that over money. If that yeah. could be your currency, you wake up at what time you want to. Everybody would do that, wouldn't they? Damn right. Who, who the fuck want to wake up? Nigga, when somebody tell you to wake up. Come on, bro. I I live for a very long time having to get up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning to be at somebody's job. I used to have to. That's that I, I often tell people the story of of when I was busting cars, bro. We had to be out there in the ice cold, five thirty in the morning. Just washing the car early in the morning, right? But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is, we all have the ability to move past circumstances that we don't like. Yeah, we live in the greatest country in the world, I, and, and I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that, even though we don't look like. Yeah, it. we got. To, everybody wants to be like us here. That's why you see all other countries trying to emulate or other nationalities or whatever case trying to emulate. You know what I'm saying? Because they want oh, yeah, what we exactly. have because they don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, but you go somewhere and they respect you like a king. And they treat you yeah. like the king that you are when you go up when you leave this country. So we're the only ones 
people don't really see what we got here. Exactly. And That's see, most like, people man, don't I, know. Stop people don't know. Stop living for other people. Stop living for yourself. And you and you and you realize that it's much more rewarding. Exactly. Live on your own terms. Die on your own terms. Exactly. Because I don't know what you the know hell what this thing is about. You work for for thirty years, and then one day, all of a sudden, you retire, and then and then and then what? Now life starts. Fuck out of here, bro. Who does that? I've actually heard. I've heard of uh, motherfuckers working thirty. Like they they'll go say they'll they'll retire from the military, right? And then they'll go get a like a post office job and then retire from that, or you know, or or something like a, a shipyard or some shit, right? And they'll retire from both of these job. places. Get yeah, <laughs> some of them, you know. <laughs> Some of them really will, but it's because they hear about their peers getting to that point, retiring from two places and dying uh, three months to a year later because well, that's one they didn't of, have shit that's to do. One of the that's one of the reasons. You know, the other reason is, is that they make it to that age and they don't have enough money to survive. Mm. So You're right. they get to 50, 51, they're about to retire, and then they realize, shit, I can't make it off of this retirement check. And they're going to pay me a percentage of what I was making. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're lucky if you got 401k retirement, you know, benefits, you know, uh, Social Security. You're lucky if you got all of that. Yeah, like right? a disability check. that luck. If you want to call that luck, right? But then you got all of these people yeah. who don't have that. And what do they do? Cause there's a whole lot of people out here who's 401k is they hustle plan. How you how hard yeah. do you hustle? Yeah, I know a lot of people like that actually. Yeah, man. That's the yeah, spirit of, of of a true hustler. That's my 401k, man. How, how much hustle can I put in in a year? Yeah, time is more linear. Yeah. It's a uh, finite. I should say it's more linear to people who who work. Yeah, you're right. It's not yeah, as linear right. to people yeah, who don't work. You don't really see time like that. Like I don't really see time like that, bro. I really move around and do what I want to in my own time. You know, work up when I want to. I got a mm-hmm. schedule I, I try to stay on to be productive because there are productive hours in the day that you that you could be the most productive, but. Man, come on, man. If I can wake up at ten or eleven, I would. But I'm like most you niggas. I'm still, I'm still in the habit. I still gotta get up in the morning. Still gotta get up. I get up and go do something. Get up, go to the gym, do yeah. something in the morning. Yeah. But we, my whole point in my little rant is that we can all make that change. I made the transition. I watched our team make the transition. I watch other people who listen to us make the transition. It could be that. Very possible to go from working a job to working for yourself. Yeah, Maybe company. you're I absolutely five right. Company. Absolutely right. Companies, uh, okay, five. Mm-hmm. And one oh, of wow. them is about to acquire a bunch of more. 
It's all about. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I own five companies. I own this, and this is I also own this radio station. A lot of people don't know that. My radio station, I own this station. I mean, I figured you did. Yeah, but that's not a big deal because because Donald and I see them my brothers, so we work cohesively together. It's about, about Absolutely. Not. I'm actually me me actually having ownership makes me a trustee to be honest with you. Um and I, know. I, I really don't like ownership shit. But but yes, I all of these stations are owned by my trust. Mm-hmm. Not 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 um not hindsight. But New Evolution is owned by my trust. All of the unincorporated businesses I got set up are, the LLCs I got mm-hmm. set up are. I have a, a corporation that's also under my trust. Everything is set up like that, man. And so just as easy as I set all my shit up and build my business credit, I've had other people do it. I've got a homegirl. I helped her build her business credit. She went from not having no business credit and she's got a gas card for like five grand on it now. Right? Damn. Imagine what a gas card does for your expenses. Over time, yeah, that cuts a, a lot down. Of course it does. That's just one. That's a small remedy. But if people can make and, and she's still working a job, but with changes like that over time, within a year, you see more cards under your belt. You start getting some more business credit. You can get you a little loan, working capital loan. Now you can invest into your business. Now you up and running. Then you can afford to say, all right. I got enough saved up. I can quit this damn job. Yeah, you are right. Yep. The more you save, the 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 more you can use later on other things like assets and things like that. And most people don't know no, how to do with money. That's why they don't have money. The more you invest, yeah. You, you you save and then you invest, but don't save too long because mm-hmm. you'll miss a good investment. Nah. Yep. And, and you got to realize, well, first off, you got to do your homework, but you got to realize the uh, uh, opportunities when they're in your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like I was saying, a lot of people don't understand. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand, like, the basics of money or what money really is in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, it's hard for them to save or spend or, you know, gain just gain money for themselves so they can use it for, for the things that they need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, see, m- money is like the ultimate tool, isn't it? It's like, you know, we yeah, use money it is. For, for very uh, distinct purposes, right? It, it, it really is a tool. So, because it's a tool, most of us, uh, when, when we're raised, we're never raised on how to properly use that tool. Yeah. Like, the first encounter you normally you got with the money is somebody in your family gives you a dollar or a little bit of money for your pocket or they or you at the store they tell you to go pay for something. But that's most of us mm-hmm. of our first encounter with money. Right? Yeah. But nobody sits yep. down and says, Hey listen, this is what this is. This is not what this is. This is how you use this. When you use this, you're considered to be this. We don't have that conversation with our kids. That would be like a very intelligible conversation to have. Yeah. It's actually necessary, but a lot of people don't think about that because why? They're just living life. 
the way they've been taught to anyway. Well, it's becoming more necessary because we get to a point in our society where um, just defining who you are is necessary. So, I, and, and remember that money is like our money is derived from the central bank, central banking system. Mm-hmm. So, with that being the case, our money comes from the central banking system, which means that our state. Or the state that we reside in, or the, excuse me, the state of. Remember, there's, there's the state. So you got California state, mm-hmm. you got state yeah. of California. So the state of California is is up under the federal government. So all you got all these U.S. citizens under the state of. And then you got these people who are in California state in the republic. Yeah. And these people are using real money. Look, yeah, you guys, exactly. I mean, the problem is right in front of our face. Exactly. And and what was it? I think it was uh, a a while ago. Um, it, it, I think it was it was you and Jonah. You or Jonah. You might even been on a show with him. But he said you can like um, with a real piece of gold, you can like a an ounce or a dollar worth of gold. You can actually go buy a car or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, real a, real yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've heard that a few times. Yeah, you actually can. Take a piece of silver, a piece of gold, a gold certificate, and you go buy a car with it. Mm-hmm. They'll take it. Hell yes, they'll take it. You got to look at the equivalent. $30. I thought, see, see, let me, let me do it again for you. $30 right. times 100 times $1,200 right now. It's $1,200 an ounce. $36,000. That's that's what they that's what they call you thirty dollars in this. Thirty six divided by twelve, three thousand dollars for every dollar that you that it's that you convert into gold. Three thousand for every so, dollar? That's what it that's what the numbers break down to. So then if you went and bought a car, let's just say you bought a car for forty thousand dollars. Right. So if you buy a car for forty thousand dollars, gold is going for twelve thousand five hundred an ounce, so say yeah, twelve five an ounce. Right? Times mm-hmm. thousand. Fifty thousand dollars. Damn. Look. About about twelve. Yeah, so so I mean, you gotta do the math. The math gets a little funny, but <laughs> you gotta have the exact number. Yeah. And you know exactly what it is, but that's what I mean. You roughly can go in there with. So you take point nine 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 nine, find silver in yeah. there, and it's like mm-hmm. like about thirty bucks in silver. Yeah, man. A lot you can do, man. With you, when you got gold and silver. I encourage y'all to go online on YouTube. Donald Trump's got that video where he sold uh, one of the top floors to his towers for a couple bars ago. Two bars ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you posted that on Facebook. Huh? Yeah, I think I posted a while back. They they filmed it and shit. Where? Yeah. They filmed it? Okay. Yeah, they filmed it. It's on YouTube. Yeah, my own. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know that because I, I saw I saw like an article where uh, or a comment or something where 
somebody was like, yeah, uh, Donald Trump sold, you know, I, I didn't know if I, it was an actual building. I didn't think it was a building, but um, like a couple floors or something for like two bars of gold and shit. Yep, it was, um, here it is. It was, uh, uh, let me see, I'm going to give you the title. Donald Trump says gold is better than the dollar. This was uh, 2014. Okay. In the video, he, um, he sold one of the top floors. Says they have one gram, 2.5 and 5 gram. Gold is the top line, 24 carat, 9999.9 gold bullion. Yeah, so go check out the video. See, Donald Trump says gold is better than the dollar. I'm actually looking it up right now. Yeah, man. All right, brother. I'm gonna move on to the next caller. I appreciate you. No problem, brother. I appreciate you. Um, All right. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep. Peace. Go to four zero seven six six eight. To the bottom line. God, Joey Bounce. What up, God? Going down. Peace to God. Ain't nothing, I ain't talking about that money. <laughs> Real talk. Uh, yeah, you talking about that money tonight. I hear you, I hear you. I'm at work. I'm just tuning in, man. Just, you know, listen to hindsight. You know, I want to give y'all respect. Much love, like always. Helping me, you know, on my journey and learning and shit. And everybody on the station. No, for sure. Uh, no doubt. Um, no doubt. Yeah, appreciate you. Since we was talking a little money and business a little bit, um, I want to ask you a question. And saying that you was talking about your trust and hindsight set up as a trust and you run the station. Now, I have a credit repair company, right? I'm here in the state of Florida. And we talked about, you the one gave me the game on the declaration, how to register a declaration. And now I know what I got to do, just register a declaration. Now, if I wanted to work for that company that's under one of my trusts, how would I work that out dealing with credit repair? Any tips, you know what I mean, from your perspective, dealing in a trust? Yeah, so 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 what you what you essentially <clears throat> do is um if you have a board of trustees, right? Or mm-hmm. a, a trustee for your trust, mm-hmm. then your trustee mm-hmm. will turn around and hire hire you to work mm-hmm. for the corporation. Or the company, or whatever it is that you're establishing, so it has to be on the trustee to do that. So you could be okay, a beneficiary so just, of the trust and still be working for the company. Word. Okay. You just have to pretty much write that in your indenture, or what that has to be um, explained in the declaration. No, 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 no. It's in the indenture. It don't have to be explained in the declaration per se. Heard, heard. Just pretty much this company is working with this company. Got you. All right. Yeah, um, well, you do a DBA. Yeah, I was, you do a DBA. Well, I would do a DBA as that company. Is that what you're saying? Your trust is doing business as the company. And then if you want to yep. come in and do a DBA, you can do a DBA for your mm-hmm. title in that company. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Manager, CEO, whatever, whatever of that company doing right. business. Got you, got you. Cool. All right, word, word. Because I got, man, let me tell you, the IRS is fucking around with the 9-8s, man. <laughs> I got through. Oh. You will get through. They, they, they yeah. just going to give you a hard time at the beginning. You're going to get through, though. 
It just lets you know, you know what I mean? Again, I got practice with them. Absolutely. You know, I got like four nine eights. But they want to ask you that question, where you at, what's your phone number, where you located right now at this moment. <laughs> I said the crazy ass shit. You're like, what? So you know that they trying to turn it up on people. Um, oh, yeah, interesting shit, know. Joe. You know how we talk about my case in Florida and everything. And, you know, you know the uh-huh. same place where I'm at. You know I haven't yet to receive my uh, transcript from my stenographer that I hired. They won't even wow. answer my phone calls. I've been calling yeah, them for a week and a half. Fucking interesting. Do they have man. office? Yeah. Do they have office? But they're not. Like, yeah, they do have office. Not around me. It's probably an hour or two away. But, yeah. Go to their office. I know I got court in the morning, so I can't really do anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They might have got a stenographer, too. I mean, oh, they, they got to like them. That I know that they did. <laughs> I figured that shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? This shit getting crazy. I say it's interesting though to see that they they working on offerings. I still didn't get the oath of office for the judge. They haven't said it's been four weeks, and they haven't sent it to me yet. So I know I'm gonna get it after the court oh, yeah. case is over. Well, Kelly playing some games with you. They playing it's games with you. Shit. You know, denying motions while I'm not in the court. That was the most recent thing. They denied a motion that I put up. I brought my stenographer. We talked about the motion. Then we set a motion hearing for tomorrow morning, but he already denied the motion five days ago. We didn't even have court. What was the motion for? Um, challenge jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, motion to challenge so, jurisdiction. With so just remember, in yeah. course like, just remember in those courts, they're going to do mm-hmm. that. They're going to deny your motion. They're mm-hmm. going to say your constitutional challenge is not going to work. They're going to do all the mm-hmm. theatrics they can do to try mm-hmm. to shake you. You hear me? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Tomorrow, even tomorrow when you go up in there, they're going to be mm-hmm. trying to shake you right up until the fact that they're either going to dismiss it or they're going to try to proceed. But remember, you asked for a trial by mm-hmm. jury. Yeah, I did that jury, with my stenographer. Huh? Did, did did you pick out a jury of your peers? No, I did not. I did not. No, you didn't. So I want to no, bring. You didn't. And and hold on, hold on. You're supposed mm-hmm. to not be a United States citizen. Your a jury of your peers is supposed to be all more Aboriginal American nationals, not right. U.S. citizens. That's a jury of your right. peers. Absolutely. So I got to express that in the courtroom. Oh yeah, absolutely. But okay, for the record, on the yeah. record, yeah, yeah, because he was slick with it, man. He's like, oh, I'm gonna grant your trial by jury. I, I see the move he's trying to play. He's trying to like talk quick and move fast without any processing or really paying attention to what he's not doing. You know what I'm saying? Take note of everything, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm gonna go take, take, take note of take note of everything. For sure, no doubt. for sure. All right, me up, let me know yes, how that yeah, goes. Yeah, turns sure, out baby. for you. Oh, for sure. It's ongoing, man. Trial is in two weeks, so we ongoing. Sure. Okay, no doubt. Peace to the God. Yo, peace to the God. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Peace, peace, no doubt. All right, that's what it is.
right, we uh we're at the end of the show. I'm gonna say peace to the gods. MakeMoreCommerce.com. It's been a good show. Go back and listen. Uh, I went to a few people a couple times. They didn't answer their line. I ain't going back. I ain't going back. Fuck with you, nigga. I ain't going back. So, peace to the God. I'm out. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, we got to get up out of here. I'm uh, going to be doing a show during the week. I'm going to be doing a health show now, Aboriginal health show. Be bringing you a new health show. We're gonna be dealing with health, giving y'all remedies on all types of health issues from cancer, to diabetes, the hypertension, the blood pressure, the fasting. We're gonna go into it. All right. So uh, look out for that show. We'll be doing the first show, not this week, but next week. Uh, we're waiting on some drops and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for that. Right. We're trying to. Bring y'all some more variety this year. We're going to be doing these health shows to give y'all this information, man. We're going to turn it up a notch, man. All right? So, peace to the guys. Go to makemorecommerce.com. Do some commerce with me. Set up a consultation. Get your products. Get your remedy. It's 2019, baby. Let's get this. Let's get this money this year, man. I hope y'all amped up. Let's get this nationality. All right? We're going to be talking about nationality. By the way, I'll be in New York this month. I'll be in New York. Let me say it again. I'll be in New York. Our seminar is in New York. Uh, should be towards the end of the month. I'm working on it now. If not, it'll be the first week of February, okay? I'll keep y'all posted. Uh, y'all know by this week. So if you want to attend, we'll be in New York, and then I'll be in Philly the end of February, okay? So just keep y'all posted. Tune in with me, and i get y'all the information, all right? Peace to the guys. I'm about to hear. i holler at y'all. Midweek with my man Jonah. Make sure y'all tune in tomorrow with Dr. Asset. Wanna wait for Asset? Peace. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.